Welcome back to Second and Short. It is Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. This is our first episode of October, and you know what that means. The seasons are changing. My car this morning, covered in leaves on my way to class. Halloween is coming. It is right around the corner. It's getting spooky. And football, every single weekend. And most importantly, playoff baseball is here. October baseball. You know what that means. But Colin, how are we feeling going into a wonderful October? Hey, today's the day we started up wild card series in the MLB. Oh yeah, starts today as we're time. recording. Yeah, we're we're loving it. We yeah. get a little bit of everything, man. You couldn't ask for a better time of the year. Oh yeah, and we've got plenty to talk about, and we're gonna run you through last week in the NFL, which was a wild week. The MLB playoffs. We're gonna fill out our brackets. We're going to go through college football week five, which certainly did not disappoint the new AP poll and our thoughts on that, because there's a couple of questionable calls. But we've also got next week's best matchups in college football, which there's a there's a pretty solid crop of games next week. Uh, and then we'll close it out with stake your claim. So, um, Colin, uh, anything before we get into NFL week four? No, let's 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 get into it. All right, let's do it. NFL week four. Four. Let's start it off with Thursday night. Lions, Packers, a big one on a Thursday night. How, how did you feel about this one? Lions take it 34-20. Just, just a dominant performance by David Montgomery is like the only way you could sum this up. Like yeah. a rough, a rough start for Green Bay's offense, but Detroit just came out the gate hot. Yeah. They were able to take a, a strong lead. Yeah, I think Goff threw a pick like early in that game. And then after that, it just full 360 for them. He really brought it back. Not his best performance, but yeah, David Montgomery, 121 yards and three tuds. Like, that's ridiculous. I know people still want, including me, still want a lot more (laughs) Jameer Gibbs. Um, I think his performance was okay. I'd love to see him a little bit more of a factor in the receiving game if you're not going to run the ball with him, though. Because he yeah, is I mean, certainly a, a, a big – he can be a big factor in the receiving game for a team. Yeah, I mean, even though in the receiving game, he still got targeted five times, which is pretty average for a running back. Uh, granted, he caught four of those for 11 yards, so he's definitely their checkdown guy, as David Montgomery only got targeted two times. But when you look at the, the snap share for the rushing, man, David Montgomery carried the ball 32 times. Jameer Gibbs only eight. Yeah. So it's very clear who RB1 is right now. But if you're looking at Green Bay, uh, they're still not running the ball. Doesn't matter what anybody says, they're still not going to run the ball. Jordan Love attempted 36 passes while they only rushed the ball 12 times. Two of them, Jordan Love, and I think one of them was a a touchdown and one of them for negative yards. And then A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones both had five carries. Jones had 18 yards, Dylan with 11. Yeah, that's just horrible. Yeah. Like, the only way they were going to win this game is if they were able to, like, put in a run game. Yeah. Basically what I'm trying to say. I, I do think this game kind of proved that the Lions' run defense is as good as we thought. After that Falcons game, when they shut down Bijan and Tyler Algier, they come up against another very solid running back duo, probably a better one, a much more experienced for sure, and shut that one down as well. 
They force Jordan Love to pass. He throws two picks, probably one of the 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 worst that we've seen from him this season. And they just got it done on offense as well, putting up points. A strong first half makes them go into that second half super confident. You're up 27 to 3 going into the second half. Yeah, you let up a little bit in the second half, but you get that last touchdown there, really ice the game, and they ended up with the win that was most definitely well-deserved in this matchup. Yeah, and I think when you look at Green Bay, it's first game back for Aaron Jones and Christian Watson, and then your starting tight end gets hurt in the first quarter and has to leave for concussion protocol. Yeah. Um, but their biggest upside here is Christian Watson, Watson coming back, two receptions, 25 yards. So he and he's got a touchdown too. So when you look at it, you're getting your playmakers back. Romeo Dobbs is still he was targeted 13 times. Like that's insane. The next closest was Jaden Reed with five. Yeah. So you know who Jordan Love's number one guy is right now. Uh, but I'd like to see him sort of spread the ball out a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he hit a lot of different guys in this game. But it was always going back to dubs, every drive, going back to dubs. And I think that's fine for now while Christian Watson's on a little bit of a snap limit. But going forward, he's got to be the weapon. He's going to be the guy that's getting covered by your best wide receiver. He needs to be the guy getting covered by the best cornerback on the other side because I don't think Romeo Dubs is quite ready for that role. And it's going to open up more opportunities for dubs to get the ball anyways. But it's also going to help out Jordan Love, throwing into a safer spot if Christian Watson has a couple of good games, diverts the attention away from Dubs and away from Reed. He just needs to open up his options a little bit better when he's looking out to pass. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Uh, but on defense, Quay Walker had 19 total tackles in this game. How? How? But also, he loves to make a mistake. This yeah, guy is a big, big mistakes too. Yeah, big loves mistakes. it. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Like, like, what are we doing? Like that very much cost them the game. Yeah, jumping over the line, which you're just not allowed to do. It's not like he did it wrong. You just can't do it. <laughs> Granted, it was it was a very clean attempt. Super cool that he could jump that high. But it's a big no no. Yeah, it's literally just straight up. Don't do it. It's not that hard. You certainly didn't do it in practice because your coaches would have told you, you can't do that. Yeah. But something came over him where he was like, I need to jump over the line to block this field goal, <laughs> which isn't allowed. Yeah. Also, no, Brian Branch had a great game despite going out with an injury and then coming back when he really shouldn't have. He should not have came back at no. all. So I, I hope he's good to go for next week. Um I think they have an afternoon game next week. Uh, he's got, he's, yeah, I'm not too sure, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, seven total tackles, five solos, one pass deflection. Man's still a hawk out there. Yeah, and Jerry Jacobs looked great as well. He had four pass deflections. Two picks. Yeah. So Absurd game for him. Yeah, and then you just got Aiden Hutchinson who just keeps tallying tally sacks to yeah, his This career. defensive line... After those first two games, it seemed like they just got it all out of them, and they are just looking great. Hutchinson looks fantastic. John Kaminsky looks fantastic. Uh, Charles Harris had a great game as well. Like This defensive line is kind of coming into itself, and 
it looks a whole lot better, especially with the support of guys like Brian Branch and Jerry Jacobs in the secondary. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a scary, scary defense. And I'm still going to keep it. Like, Detroit's my, my, uh, my sleeper this year. Okay. Well, let's get over across the pond. Wembley Stadium, London, England. The Jaguars defeat the Falcons 23-7. And I, I think the, the first point is to talk about Desmond Ritter. I thought you were going to say the Toy Story. Uh, no, fuck Toy Story. Broadcast. We'll talk about that at the end of this discussion. <laughs> Desmond Ritter needs to fuck off. Yeah, he needs to. He should not be a QB one for any of the thirty-two teams in the NFL. Yeah, I question his ability as a QB two. Yeah, he is horrible, and the fact that Taylor Heineke did not come in this game pisses me off. Yeah, like Taylor Heineke gives us so much more of an opportunity for explosive plays because Taylor Heineke has the arm for the threat downfield. Desmond Ritter, I think, underthrew like six different times in that game. Yeah, trying to go for a long ball, which one of them resulted in a pick. So, yeah, I and Arthur Smith already came out and said that Desmond Ritter is starting next week, which is bullshit. Yeah. Taylor Heineke should be starting. That's just I, I think it's kind of going along what I had said before this week was like if Ritter doesn't have or if, if we lose two out of these next three, which we're off to a hot start. um <laughs> He's got to get replaced. It's yeah. it's because this game, he lost it. It wasn't like some of the other games where like we just couldn't get the run, like the last week where we couldn't get the run going. That just kind of sucks. This week, Desmond Ritter lost this game. 19 for 31, one touchdown, two interceptions, didn't even break 200 passing yards, got sacked four times. And, and I just want to read some stats to you. All right, let's hear him. So hear him. throughout this season thus far, among the 31 NFL QBs with at least 100 dropbacks, he has the most turnover-worthy plays with 10, the 31st overall grade at a 39.5, the 31st passing grade at a 40.2. He is 26th in big-time throws, which is only two, and he is 23rd in passing attempts. Just, just answer. It lets me know. Why is Taylor Heineke not in no, this fucking game? I, I couldn't tell you because the running game looked great. Bijan had a fantastic game. This man was shaking everyone. He was, and, and also, a, a pretty solid game in the receiving game, too. He was perfect, almost. You know, I don't have the stats, but he looked perfect on third down. Anytime you were like third and five or less, check down to Bijan. He's got the first down. Run it to Bijan. He's got the first down. But nothing came out of it, ever. Yeah, it's, it's just I don't even like want to talk about because I feel like it's just a broken record. Yeah, with Desmond Ritter, he blows these games for us. Like Atlanta's going to be known coming into the season, we were going to be known for running the ball. Yeah, you got Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier. But I did not expect that passing game to be this shit. You have the weapons in Kyle Pitts, Drake London, John New Smith. Matt Collins, all this uh, to be effective in the passing game. But when you have a quarterback who is down there with just as bad as Daniel Jones is like he recorded three turnovers, three crucial turnovers in yeah. this game, two picks and uh, a fumble, which one of the picks I think resulted in a pick six. Um, 
if I'm not mistaken, I believe that what there was a pick six. Yes. Yeah, because you you had Jacksonville's defense and their points skyrocketed. Yes. Darius there. Williams, a 61 yard pick six. But yeah, I mean, listen. Yeah, did our only points come from a touchdown thrown by Desmond Ritter? Yes, but we could have had 35 up on the board if he knew how to move the ball. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the defense did their job, only giving up 23 points to a Jaguars team that is led by Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, uh, Evan Ingram. They were missing Zay Jones, but still, 23 points to this Jags team isn't that bad. It's not like the defense played bad. They were just on the field so much. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they only gave up one touchdown to their offense. Yeah, one touchdown to the offense, three field goals, and then one defensive touchdown. Yeah. So, that's yeah, Richie that's great. Grant, yeah, and this defense was led by Richie Grant with 11 total tackles. Yeah. Um, nine solo. Then you have Jesse Bates, who's always playing a factor, who's a hawk. An absolute yeah. hawk in that secondary. Yeah, David Onyemata had a great game. Bud Dupree split a sack with him. Like, we were pressuring the quarterback pretty well. We hit Trevor seven times. That's how many times they hit Ritter. But it just seems like the offense killed the defense. Because, yeah. obviously, you know, like you said, they only gave up one touchdown and a couple of field goals. That would have been the difference. If Desmond Ritter didn't throw that pick six, it's a significantly closer game there. We had the the drive where we got, like, all the way down the field, and then it just fell apart. Like, things like that over and over again just hurt your defense more than it hurts your offense. Yeah, on a Desmond Ritter fumble where we were driving down the field, and then, boom, turnover on downs. Yeah. But, no, it's... Like I said, it's a broken record, so we're probably going to see it again next week. Yeah. Who who we got next week? Is it? Do we play Houston next week? Yeah. Oh, dude, CJ Stroud's about to cook us. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. Uh, hey, it's Tank. It's Tank Dell's week. <laughs> maybe. Um, if we're looking at the patterns, yeah. But <laughs> um, yeah. Let's get to the next game: Bills Dolphins. And uh, just before we say anything, maybe one of these guys here said the Dolphins can't back up a 70-point performance, and maybe he's wearing an Atlanta Braves hat and a Ronald Acuna shirt. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, we we kind of saw it coming. I I want as soon as a team puts up numbers like that, like numbers like nobody has seen before, they never <laughs> back it up. The next game, especially when you're playing a good-ass team, a team that's also coming off a fantastic performance, but it was way more defensive than anything. This Bills team is great. Josh Allen is insane. 21 for 25, 320, five total touchdowns, and a perfect passer rating at 158.3. Yeah, that's only sacked two times. Yeah. So for a team that threw the ball, well, they didn't. They didn't even run that many offensive plays. That's the thing. They passed the ball 25 times. They ran the ball 29 times. That's it. Like, it's not like Josh Allen had to throw a ton of passes because he was averaging 12.8 yards per attempt on 25 attempts. 
Yeah, because he was either hitting Gabe Davis for a 15 to 20 yard pass or he's hitting Stephon Diggs for 55 yards. Yeah. Stephon Diggs had 120 for three touchdowns on only six catches. Yeah. Seven targets for Stephon Diggs. Three targets go to Gabe Davis. He catches all of them as 61 yards and a touchdown. That's, yeah. It's what. It's good to see Dalton Kincaid get in the receiving game, though. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a good mix, good mix between him and uh, Dawson Knox, even though Dawson Knox only had one catch. Yeah. I think Dawson Knox is, is going to be useless by like week 10. Yeah. But did you see that, that catch and run by him? He threw so, him to the ground. Yeah. And then for Miami, they were very much trying to hold on to the greatness of Devin A. Chain from last week. And, and he didn't disappoint. He way outperformed Raheem Mostert. Devin A. Chain had eight carries for 101 yards <laughs> yeah, and two and touchdowns. Two t- <laughs> like, yeah. That's a fantastic performance. He just didn't have the help of Raheem Mostert this week because Raheem had one of the most inefficient days that he could have <laughs> possibly had, probably of his entire career. Seven for seven carries, nine yards, zero touchdowns, a one point three yards per carry, with a long of six. Yeah, just think about that. <laughs> yeah, that means like in what all uh, six more he had three yards. Yeah, that's ah, dude, that, yeah, that was and, horrible. Like, Tyreek Hill didn't have his best day. Jalen Waddle well, just didn't really do all that much. Yeah, but that's Tredavious White was all over Tyreek. Oh, yeah. Like, defense was phenomenal. Yeah. Granted, I, he did get hurt. So, and I think it, was, it came out that he's missing the rest of the season. So, that's a big loss for the Bills. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Matt Milano had a great game as well. He was shutting down passing lanes. Like, outside of the box score stats, he was amazing. Greg Russo, oh, my God. Three tackles, two of them were sacks. Yep. Wow. And he had a pass uh, defended. Yeah, I mean, just the Bills' defense in general was all over the place. Ed Oliver, Cam Lewis. Yeah. I'm, they were just they were not going to let them drop another 70-piece or just let them be disrespected like that. Yeah. I was waiting, I was waiting for Buffalo to turn around and drop a 70-piece on them. They could have done it. They could have. They could have done it. They looked good, man. But, yeah, overall, Miami got that ass beat this week. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a. So we had two great teams match up, and then two of probably the worst, Broncos-Bears. And the Broncos take it in comeback fashion, 31-28. Now, I really thought the Bears did something here. I really did. I thought Justin Fields and the Bears really did something. And they did one thing, which was blow a 28-7 lead. <coughs> To a team that just gave up 70 points last week. Yeah, and honestly, like, this loss is on Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. Like, he had two crucial turnovers there. I can also put some blame on the defense. That second half was abysmal. You could could say that for, like, no matter who would have won. True. Like, Broncos, both defenses were absolutely horrible, but the Bears were in the driving seat. Like, absolutely. Like, they just gave it up. But, no. But Justin Fields looked like a good quarterback this game. He did. He wasn't even running the ball, which was the biggest part to me, showing that they did make some changes. Justin Fields ran the ball four times for 25 yards. Super efficient, running only when he has to or when it's designed for him to go. 
That's what I needed to see from him in a turnaround week. Flips the narrative, finally throws for over 300 yards in a game. 28 for 35 is way more accurate than I expect him to be. So that's great. Four passing touchdowns. This is Only a great game. Sacks. Yeah, this is a great game for Justin Fields. He wasn't holding on to the ball too long. He was making smart plays. DJ Moore, nine targets, eight receptions, 131 yards, and a touchdown. He's throwing to the right guys in the right spaces. It looked good. The second half probably needed to ramp it up a little bit more, make a little bit, make those same decisions you were making in the first half. But yeah. the Broncos just kind of quickly snuck back into it. Yeah, it was just like nothing big. Like Russell Wilson was just commanding that offense. They looked so poised. They weren't panicking. Uh, Jalil McLaughlin, is it McLaughlin? Yeah. I think is yeah, seven carries for 72 yards with Javante Williams going out early. So he definitely stepped up in a big role that needed to be done. Uh, and then you got Marvin Mims, Jerry Judy, and Cortland Sutton, of course, leading that receiving game. Yeah, but... I I think, you know, you look at the box score and it's like, okay, the Bears won this game. And, and then you just, it's the the costly turnovers that, that kill Jonathan Cooper's defensive touchdown kind of iced this for the Broncos. Really was a game changer. Yeah. And then the Kareem Jackson interception at the end of the game. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bears were driving and then Justin Fields just threw a crucial pick over the middle. Yeah. So it's, yeah, like we said, it, this was Chicago. Like Chicago had it. And then they just just gave it away. Yeah, but they, they fooled me for three quarters. <laughs> they only fooled me for one quarter, and that was the second quarter where they put up twenty one. So, uh, but look at Denver got their first win on the board. Yeah, Chicago still with a big fat goose egg. Yeah, but they're not so, the only ones. Um, nope. But let's talk about the next game: Ravens twenty eight, Browns three. This was Whoa. ugly. I one hundred percent. Saw the Browns playing way better than this until Deshaun leaves practice and they got to start DTR. Yeah. And what? I don't even really know what happened because he got cleared to play and said that he wasn't ready to play. I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to give a brother a shot. Let DTR. Maybe he just didn't want to get embarrassed by Baltimore's defense. Maybe he had an appointment. Damn. But no, Dorian Thompson Robinson, my guy, what happened? Yeah, that was brutal. 19 for 36, 20, 121 yards, three interceptions, no touchdowns, four sacks. Yeah. Just a bad wow. day. Just a, just a bad day at the office. Yeah. And what's they up could... with Elijah Moore? <laughs> One rush, yeah. negative 20 yards. <laughs> I jet sweep that failed, I guess. I don't know. Like, I didn't watch this game, so I genuinely don't know what happened. Yeah, I'm guessing it was a blown up jet sweep, and he was trying to cut, like, run back and cut back across the field, and just Ugh. got blown up. Yeah, but no, I mean they still. You re-signed Kareem Hunt. Use him. You got Jerome Ford. You, like use him. They did that game, but he was just very inefficient. Yeah, they, they keep spreading the ball out like they're trying to be too much of a running back committee than just to set to one guy. Yeah, look, Pierre Strong seems to be, honestly, their best option right now. Yeah, but not really. Like DTR just couldn't get the ball like into the, his receivers' hands. Yeah, he was struggling. He yeah. could throw it to the cornerbacks, but he couldn't throw it to the receivers. 
definitely. But then, like, Baltimore offensively, not, like, an amazing game. Like, Lamar kind of doing it all, but when you look at the other stats outside the touchdowns, it's like, how did they even get down the field? Like, Lamar only attempted 19 passes. They ran the ball 33 times. 15 of those carries were Gus Edwards for only 48 yards. Lamar only passed for 186 yards. But he he threw for two touchdowns. He ran in two touchdowns. Or, yeah, he ran in two touchdowns on nine carries for 27 yards. Like, this is a, a weird game to be putting up 28. Yeah, it's it's the picks and the fumbles. Like, yeah, they, they were getting into fumble. very good field position a lot. Yeah, like, no doubt. Like, DTR accounted for four turnovers Yeah, in that game. Um. And what a game for Mark Andrews. Finally get to see him doing what Mark Andrews does, and that's being a dominant tight end. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah, five receptions, 80 yards, two touchdowns, and he was five for five. Targets, receptions, perfect. Yeah. But then but then when you look at the Baltimore defense, that's being led by Roquan Smith. No surprise there. Yeah, Patrick Queen also had a great game. Broderick Washington with a sack in this one. Um, quite a few guys. Ten tackles for loss in this game. Yeah, but Just, I I thought we could have at least saw better from Cleveland's defense. Definitely. Like, I think they were just getting put in the worst situations possible. Yeah, they they kind of did what I said, which was do everything in your power to make Miles Garrett a non-factor. And only giving up one sack to Miles Garrett, not that's that bad. For, that's a win for that Baltimore yeah. line. Yeah, they were staying away from him. He only had two tackles uh, in the game, one solo. Like they, they just stayed clear of him, and it helped their offense. Yeah, the biggest thing that surprises me this game is that Justin Tucker did not kick a field goal. Yeah, like didn't even attempt one. Yeah. Usually, usually he's like. Your your go to guy on offense for Baltimore, but they didn't need him today or no. Sunday. So they didn't. I don't know. at the end of the day, Baltimore improves three to one. Cleveland drops to two and two. Yeah, look, it's a hard fought divisional fight. You know, Cleveland's missing the starting quarterback. It's excusable. I'll give them that. Yeah, Deshaun um, Watson's in that game. It's a it's a whole different. Oh story. yeah, definitely. But let's move on to the next game. Titans twenty seven. Bengals, a measly three points. Oh, Joe Burrow, is he unfixable? Dude, I, <laughs> like, the man it, gets paid and he forgets how to throw a football. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I'm sorry, you were too far in the season. Like, you got to stop blaming the injury. He's yeah. fine. He's the first QB in NFL history to attempt at least 150 passes in his team's first four games of the season and average fewer than five yards per attempt. That's like, it's like Ryan Tannehill looked better than Joe Burrow. When the fuck did I ever think I was going to say that in my life? Never. Like ever. You shouldn't ever. have to. Dude, this game, Derrick Henry threw more touchdown passes than Joe Burrow. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> he threw the same amount as Ryan Tannehill, but less picks. Um, yeah, look, and what makes the Joe Burrow thing worse is that after the game, Jamar Chase is getting interviewed in the locker room, and he goes, I'm open. I'm always fucking open. And he's not wrong. He's not. He's nine targets, seven receptions. Yeah. 
He needs more targets. He is literally looking at it from a perspective of last year and the in the year before. He is the second or third best wide receiver in the league. In what world should he be getting nine targets in a game? Yeah, I mean, you see all these down here. Chase Brown, one target. Drew Sample, one target. Mitchell Wilcox, one target. Take those out. Give those to Jamar Chase. Yeah, he's fucking open. He actually is. It's not just like him having an ego. He genuinely yeah. could just get open all the time. Throw the ball in his area, and he like he's going to come down with it. Yeah. It's very rare that Jamar Chase drops a ball. Yeah. That's his teammate, T. Higgins. T. Higgins drops every pass that comes to him. <laughs> At least half of them. Yeah. Yeah, this game was just a shit show. Like, I, I yeah. don't even think there's that much more to talk about than the Bengals look unfixable at the moment the return of derrick henry yeah how about that? he looked really good his first 20... very like his first derrick henry performance of the season his first king henry yeah game yeah the rest were derrick henry games this yeah. was a king henry game for sure but let's talk about one of the most exhilarating games of the week uh rams 29 colts 23 in overtime uh yeah. A wild game because the Rams started off hot. They went into the half 20 to zero. And then the Colts with just a wild second half, eight points in the third, 15 in the fourth to tie it up, take it to OT. And then a Rams touchdown ices it. But God damn, Kyron Williams had one hell of a first half. Yeah, had a great first quarter. Yeah. Great first quarter. Man looked like he was about to drop four touchdowns and over 200 yards. Yeah, but Puka Nakua is the story here. Good God. So he got his first touchdown. He also got 163 yards on 10 targets for nine receptions. That's ridiculous. This guy is 70 yards ahead of the four-game pace of Cooper Cup and Calvin Johnson in their respective record-breaking receiving seasons. But there's a correlation. The quarterback Matthews, in all Matthews, three of these was Matthew, Matthew Stafford. Stafford. <laughs> yes, sir. Like, oh. he's a cheat code, I guess. If you want to be one of the – if you want to have one of the best receiving seasons in NFL history, your quarterback has to be Matthew Stafford. Yeah. And unless he's hurt, then you're just oh, fucked. Yeah. But we've seen that guy play hurt. You remember that game in his rookie season? He dislocated yeah. his shoulder, goes back out there, and throws the game-winning touchdown. <laughs> yeah. The man's running off the field like, ah! Yeah. Oh. Like, it's out! <laughs> and he's just like, fuck no, I'm going back on the field. Fuck. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, who was uh, the backup there? At that time, it was probably still Orlovsky. I, I... Or no. I no, it was... um, Was it Randall Cunningham? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It was Cunningham. Yeah. That's crazy <laughs> to think about. But look, okay, let's talk about the Colts because they did have a great game. Anthony Richardson didn't look amazing, but it wasn't a bad performance. It was very much like a Lamar Jackson esque performance that like you see on an average week from him. Not the most accurate passing. Well, very inaccurate passing. I'll reiterate <laughs> that. Eleven for twenty five. Bad. Straight up bad, but 200 passing yards on only 11 completions, 
Not bad. That's a silver lining there for Richardson. The two passing touchdowns only got sacked twice, and he limited the yards on it, only four four yards on the sacks. Zach Moss, great game, 18 for 70. Um, Anthony Richardson, 10 for 56 and a rushing touchdown. Once again, that's kind of like that Lamar Jackson S stat line there where he didn't really throw a, a great game as a quarterback, but he had a great rush, running game. He contributed a rushing touchdown, but like the receivers just didn't get a lot of targets, which kind of hurt them. Yeah, poor Michael Pittman Jr. One reception on five targets. Well, if he got targeted five times, I'm assuming he should have caught more than one. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some faith in Anthony Richardson and say there was at least three catchable balls came his way. I didn't watch the game, so I honestly had I didn't no either. idea. But what about that touchdown reception by Mo Ali Cox? Yes, sir. Thirty-five yards. Played college football at Virginia Common or college basketball at Virginia Commonwealth. Didn't play college football, and then tried out for the Colts and made the team. ECU baby. Yes, sir. ECU. But no, honestly, like a great game. Yeah, like, I thought it was over early. Yeah. And then the Colts just very quietly start coming back. Yes, but the Colts are now zero and two at home, which is weird. That is weird for a, a team with a rookie quarterback and uh, an owner that is obsessed with if the roof is open or closed for yeah, it's home just games. A to- it's a toxic environment back home. I guess. They do better away. They yeah. still got the JT effect back in Indy. <laughs> like, just... They don't like playing at home. I bet they would be happy to never play at home for the rest of the season. Jim Irsay wouldn't because he wouldn't be able to tweet out if he's opening or closing the roof. Yeah, well, um, why does why does that man still have Twitter? I don't know. We've we, we've been talking. We <laughs> talked about this. Someone take this man's Twitter away. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's go, get into the next game. Buccaneers twenty six, Saints nine. Brutal. Yes. Brutal. Yeah. Dominant. Dominant performance by that Bucks D. Yeah, and Baker Mayfield once again just bouncing back here. Twenty five for thirty two, two forty six, three touchdowns, one interception, and he only got sacked once. Hey, Baker's comeback story, man. Yeah, and Derek Carr got literally got work done on his AC joint in the past week since he got hurt in that game and came out and played like shit. (laughs) He was throwing the shortest pass attempts ever. Yeah, 23 for 37, (laughs) but only 127 yards. 3.4 yards per per attempt. I think Geno Smith had more yards in 11 completions. Probably. In, in this win against Richardson, the Giants. Richardson had more yards in 11 completions against the Rams. But how about Jameis Winston coming in 0 for 1 with a pick? <laughs> All right. Look. <laughs> it was 1. 1. He got 0 one for try. 1. He got one try. And he fucked it up. So? He's still what the franchise leader in passing yards for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What happened last week? I don't care. Okay, well, he's not on the Bucs anymore. He's with the Saints. I know. And but you got to give him his respect. A, yeah, but he needs to not have a job in the NFL no, anymore. That's not true. He just needs to be in okay. a backup role where he never has to come in. As of right now, who are you taking? Jameis Winston or Desmond Ritter? <laughs> you know who the fuck I'm taking. You taking Jameis Winston? Of course. Oh. Right here. Yeah, but, man, I, 
I'd rather just be running Wildcats with Bijan. Yeah, I, that might be our best option. Line up, line up Kyle Pitts at quarterback so he can get C- some action. CP. Maybe CP's he is a- the joker on the roster. Yeah, um, yeah not, not much else to talk about with that one. Uh, the next game, though, a thriller. Eagles 34, Commanders 31 in overtime on a Jake Elliott game winner. Seems like it's just his job to kick 50 yarders. And this game was amazing. Honestly, Sam Howell was back in action. 29 for 41 isn't perfect, but it's a very good performance, especially coming off of the abysmal showing from last week. 290, had a touchdown, no interceptions. So he obviously got all those out of his system last week. And, um, yeah, just an an overall good game for Washington, but Philly just kind of outplayed them. Yeah, well, really, like, Philly just keeps sneaking by these yeah, wins. They do. They're gonna they're gonna get exposed here soon. Yeah. Like the, like the commanders were the team to expose them last year. Yeah. Like, but you can really talk about this Philly O line. It's crazy. It's, it's absurd. It's, it's like it's struggling. Yeah. Like we did we we would not have thought that Jalen Hurts against the Commanders is gonna get sacked three times. Yeah. Like I I, I think They've got uh, an O-line that outside of Landon Dickerson, they're a pretty aging O-line. And I think that's hurting them a lot. You know, Lane Johnson lost a little bit of speed with that surgery he got in the offseason. Travis Kelsey is obviously tired. Jason er, Kelsey. Jason Kelsey, sorry. Um, Travis Kelsey's too busy uh, hanging yeah, out with Well, Taylor he's Swift. probably tired too. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Look, Philly still had a great game. Jalen Hurts, 319 passing yards, two touchdowns, no picks. DeAndre Swift rushed for a touchdown, though not a, an amazing game like we've seen the last two weeks. And then A.J. Brown AJ. with the performance of the year for himself. Nine receptions, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Almost costed them the game, though. Yeah. With that that taunting penalty. Yeah. That could, like that. That was the only reason they went to OT. Yeah. Just because of that penalty. Yeah. But. No, dude, that that catch to end the game by Jahan Dotson, man, I I love these types of games. I absolutely love them. Yeah, it was a a fantastic game. Well fought by the Commanders. I'm going to chalk this up as kind of a win for the Commanders. Though they lost the game, this was a great performance. I think a lot of teams can take some very good points away from their games that they've played close with the Eagles. Yeah, and really, this is like a big bounce-back game for Terry McLaurin. Yeah. He's been so quiet. But eight eight receptions on 10 targets for 86 yeah. yards was phenomenal. Yeah, he had a great game. Um, and the defense had good moments as well. Emmanuel Forbes had a couple of costly moments, but still looked great for you know a rookie corner. Cameron Curl had a fantastic game. Uh, Chase Young getting a sack. Jonathan Allen getting a sack, like, it was a, a good performance by their defense, a strong performance by Philly's defense as well. Nicholas Morrow had three sacks. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, the Eagles just need to have a dominant win. Like, I need to see, like, a, a, a 35-14 kind of win out of this team. Yeah, and a very quiet game from Jalen Carter. Yeah. Yeah, he was like a non-factor. Him and Jordan Davis both. Yeah, just non-factors this game. But let's move on to the next one. Uh, another just this is like watching two drunk people fight. 
The Vikings, 21. The Panthers, 13. Just ass across the board. Like, the Vikings had been playing good games and losing. They played a bad game and won in this one. Kirk Cousins, like, was just trying to lose that game for them. Yeah. 12 for 19, 139 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Alexander Madison finally ran the ball efficiently. He did last week, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, last week was a good one for him. But when Justin Jefferson only gets six receptions in a game, though he had 85 yards and two touchdowns, it seems like something's off. Granted, no, like when you see Kirk Cousins only complete 12 passes. Yeah, he's a guy that should be throwing 35 passes in a game, not 19. Yeah, absolutely. Granted, it's just like there was so many turnovers. Yeah. Like Kirk had two picks. Uh, They had a fumble and a bunch of other things. Um, And just like some three and outs that were so costly. Yeah. They just could not stay on the field and drive down the field. Yeah, they just got lucky that Bryce Young has nothing around him to help him at all. Yeah, I mean, this Panthers offense is just bad. Yeah, and what what's up with Miles Sanders telling the Panthers fans, in quotes, it's not cool to boo them during home games. Maybe play better before you tell hey, the fans not to boo you. You had 13 hey, carries for 19 yards. Maybe win a game. Yeah. But you just it, got you just got paid pretty well considering you're running back, you know, leaving your first team that you joined. You need to play better. Yeah, the the other big pickup for them is playing perfectly fine in Adam Thielen. Yeah. He is doing what he can. Yeah. But you cannot run the ball. You suck. Yeah. It was Brutal. And like, you were the you are the reason running backs are not getting paid right now. Yeah, it doesn't help so that they know. have zero offensive line at all. Yeah, but still. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Miles Sanders is the reason. Yeah, but Harrison Smith, the the veteran, with one hell of a game. Fourteen yeah. total tackles, eight solo oh tackles, three tack or three sacks. Like that guy had a fucking crazy game and um DJ Wanham. I think is how you say it. He had a sack. I believe he had a fumble recovery for a touchdown off of Bryce Young as well. Like, he looked great. So, for me, like, the Vikings still don't look good in my mind. This offensive performance was probably the worst of the season thus far. And for the Panthers, you just have nothing on offense. Yeah. And not enough on defense to to beat anyone. Yeah. And Carolina. The only 0-4 team in the NFC South. Yeah. People who thought that was going to be the worst division in the league. I know. It's really not. It's really not. Uh, I would say that the NFC North is putting up a fight to be the worst. I don't know. Like, Detroit's really good. Yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, Tampa looks really good right now. That's true. Yeah. The, the Falcons with the the Falcons with Taylor Heineke at quarterback yeah. could be really good. True. The AFC West isn't that great, surprisingly. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, yeah, they have the Chiefs, but Chiefs just had a bad game versus the Jets. They lost opening week against the Lions. Raiders suck. Yeah. Chargers Broncos suck. Started off pretty bad. They've certainly gotten it back, but 
Yeah, but you know their 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 offense is too explosive to suck all the time. True. Once they get Eckler back. And oh, also, get, why are we not talking about the AFC South being in this conversation? Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> well, let's talk about the AFC South because one of their representatives, the Texans, thirty, Steelers six. Oh. CJ fucking Stroud, man. Oh my God. He is the sixth player in NFL history to average 300 passing yards and have zero interceptions through the first four games in a season. That's not just rookies. That is everyone, and he's the sixth ever. Yeah, he's making the Panthers look stupid right now. Yeah. For not drafting him number yeah. one overall. But listen. Go back on the Instagram look at my mock draft. TJ Stroud just put himself in the top ten of QBs this year. Yeah. After this game. Yeah. He, through, through four games, he has 1,200 yards, six touchdowns, no picks, and a 100.6 passer rating. Yeah. But, I mean, let's just go back to what we say. He picks one receiver a week to have a big yes. breakout yes. game. And, unfortunately, this week was Nico Collins. Nope. It was fortunate. <laughs> in case y'all are just curious, <laughs> me and Grayson were matched up in fantasy football this week. Yes, and Nico Collins absolutely carried my team. Yeah, Grayson won by, I think, like 31. Nico Collins dropped 44. Yep. Just going to say that. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, so Nico Collins fucked me. Desmond Ritter fucked me. <laughs> Who else fucked me? I just got fucked. Everywhere. Yeah, you got fucked. Uh, but Nico Collins, seven receptions, 168 yards, two touchdowns. Dalton Schultz, uh, finally a decent game out of him. Three receptions on three targets, 42 yards, one touchdown. This is kind of getting closer to what we expected from this team. Yeah, uh, and we finally saw a decent rushing game from Najee Harris on the other side. Yeah, but also a decent rushing game for Damon Pierce, one of his first of the season. But I think the biggest thing here is that the Texans just put up 30 on one of the best defenses in the NFL. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, I guess... Is I think this... it's because J.J. Watt was in the building. They were inducting him into the Ring of Honor. T.J. Watt oh. didn't want to, you know, outshine his brother on his day, so he decided to not record a sack and only get two tackles. Um, and, yeah, C.J. Stroud was uh, showing J.J. he's the best thing to happen to Houston since him. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Houston Texas, this this was just an ass-whooping on yeah. Pittsburgh. Also, Laramie Tunsil, I'm pretty sure it was still out. Zero sacks. They didn't sell. What? Yeah, zero sacks. Oh, that's, cr that's crazy. Yeah. I'm sorry. That is crazy. But Insane. listen. I'm I'm pretty sure this week Mitch Trubisky is going to be the starting QB for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And as it goes, my saying is still correct. The Pittsburgh Steelers are only going to win one more game for the rest of the season. They will not win more than three games. <laughs> what quarterback do you think they're taking? Oh, they got... Are oh, they going to be... Because the thing is, there's going to be some teams that are probably going to be worse than three. Yeah. So... If I'm them, I'm I'm looking at Michael Penix. I'm not getting Caleb Williams. I'm going Michael yeah. Penix. You know, they just dropped like a QB ranking, and they had Michael Penix seventh at QBs. Like going into the draft or just in college football? Going into the draft. Jesus Christ. We'll talk about this later. We will. We definitely will. 
I just thought that was the most absurd yeah, thing I've absurd. ever seen in my so, yeah, life. Kenny Pickett went down with an injury. Um, I don't know if it's season ending. I don't think it is. It, I don't. I don't think okay. it is. Just, they said that there there's a shot he could play next week. Okay, but uh, Mitch is probably going to start. Yeah. Either way, they're fucked. Their offense is the most horrible thing I've watched in years. They're just not targeting their their playmakers. Yeah. Like. Allen Robinson, two targets. George Pickens, three receptions on seven targets. Calvin Austin, three receptions on five targets. Like, and then Deontay Johnson's out. So when yeah. does he come back? Does he come back? I think he comes back next week, maybe the week after. All right, so we'll, we'll see if that plays anything because they were winning when he was. Nah, I don't think it will. Ah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But let's talk about the next game. Chargers 24, Raiders 17. And let's just start with Khalil Mack. I don't typically start with the defense, but holy fuck. Take a bow, Khalil Mack. Six sacks. 32 years old. Six sacks, nine QB pressures, two forced fumbles. Holy shit. This looked like prime Raiders Khalil Mack. Yeah, this, this was absurd. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. Poor Aiden O'Connell, man. <laughs> He's going to have nightmares about Khalil Mack. Yeah. But, like, the Chargers just didn't really have, like, an amazing game. Like, Herbert didn't really do much. But the dude, ha- did you see his finger? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, that thing was fucked up. Yeah. It's about as fucked up as Jimmy G is right now. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, but no, I O'Connell mean, starting a game in the NFL is enough of a problem. But he didn't do bad. Mm-hmm. He just had his O-line kept letting Khalil Mack destroy yeah. he him. He also threw a pick. An unfortunate He did pick. run for a touchdown. I didn't even know oh, that. Well. So that's... Yeah, oh well. It's his first NFL start. Yeah. I'm okay if he throws a pick. DTR just threw three of them. <laughs> that's true. That's I'll but give you that. It, Aiden O'Connell was still 24 for 39 with 20, 238 yards. Like, that's a good game for a first start. Yeah, especially as the backup. I don't know why he had to throw the ball 39 times. Maybe just give Josh Jacobs the ball a lot more. I mean, they 17 carries and only 58 yards. Yeah, but also Zamir White ran it pretty efficiently in his three carries. Give him the ball. Yeah. Like, there's options to go with outside of Aiden O'Connell. It, it, yeah. Like, the, the Chargers certainly did that. Like, Herbert wasn't having his best game. He got banged up. They give Joshua Kelly the ball 17 times. Herbert ran it 12 times in this game, which is crazy. Darius Davis had three carries for 51 yards. Yeah. What's that kid? Well, also, he had one carry for 51 yards and two carries for zero. But uh... still, 51 yards out of Darius Davis. Yeah, I don't know. Also, I just realized Aiden O'Connell also fumbled the ball three times. Yeah, he had a bad game. Lost, lost two of them. <laughs> but still wasn't horrible. No, it, it it like it could have been worse, I guess. He just couldn't, and he, he played it like a quarter without Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's true. So, who still was targeted 13 times. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs was a very reliable very reliable target for him. Eight receptions, 81 yards. So, 
Like, it wasn't a horrible game. The Chargers probably should have played better. Yeah. But they get away with a win. And honestly, with the position the Chargers found themselves in, they get a close win over the Vikings last week. Now, they're just trying to find wins wherever they can get them so that they can build up some confidence. And I think this was kind of just the first step in that direction. Yeah. I mean, you go from not having a win to now you're 2-2. Two and two, You're definitely yeah. heading in the right direction. So... They're working up, and the next thing you know, they're going to put an ass whooping on the Chiefs. So just wait. Maybe. Um, all right, next game. Just an absolute fucking murder. Cowboys 38, yeah. Patriots 3, the worst loss in Bill Belichick's career. Yeah, this was just Mac Jones. What are we doing, man? Yeah. This was. This is the kind of game where you're like, I, I think we need to see Bailey Zappi. It's the game that makes you say, why did we draft this idiot? And yeah, he came from my college. Man, he sucks. (laughs) He's probably the most inconsistent quarterback in the NFL. Well, it doesn't help that they have no running game as well. Ramondre Stevenson has been dog shit. And Ezekiel Elliott can only be used in short yardage. He is useless otherwise. Yeah. Are we we looking at Ramondre's season last, last year? Was just a fluke. A I, fraud. I think it was. He's a he's a fraud. Yeah, I can believe it. Yeah. yeah, their biggest playmaker right now is Hunter Henry. Yeah, he's having a good year. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, this offense is just piss poor. Yeah, but yeah, Dak did his thing. Twenty eight for thirty four, one touchdown, no interceptions. That's what Dak needs to do. I talked about what his role needs to be in this offense. Twenty five to thirty five passing attempts. He's going to get 250-plus. He literally needs to be Brock Purdy. That's that's what yeah. he needs to do, and that's what he did in this game. He was Brock Purdy. Tony Pollard had kind of his, really his worst game of the season, no no doubt. Oh, yeah. He just oh, yeah. couldn't get things going. The But some big plays out of the guys. Kevontae Turpin, holy shit, one carry, 46 yards. Simple. Yeah, C.D. Lamb had a 12-yard carry on a jet sweep. Yeah, and how about nice. utilizing that fullback, man? Hunter Lupke, the rookie out of yeah. North Dakota State, getting that rushing touchdown. Yeah, but how about can we talk about low man, Deuce Vaughn? Yeah. Eight carries, nine yards. Man couldn't go anywhere. No. He sucks. He does. Yeah, he's not, he's not great. I think he's... everybody understands that part. Uh, but then, like, you have the, the Leighton Van Der Esch scoop and score. Like, it was brutal. Yeah, just not, not a great game for the Patriots. Yeah. So they might they might not win another game this year. Colin, you can't say that about everybody. No, but this is one of the teams that we were talking about that might be worse. Maybe. Than that Pittsburgh team. Yeah. I don't know. I think the Bears, like, Cardinals, Panthers, I, they've got something to say I, about it. I know I can't say that about every team, but this Patriots team really hasn't showed me anything. Their yeah. one true win was off a pure dominant defensive game. Okay, well, you're going to have a quite a predicament on uh, December 7th when the Patriots and Steelers play each other. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, that's the Steelers. That's their last win. Okay. That's the Steelers' last win. So they'll get three I- wins. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about another domination. 49ers 35, Cardinals 16. Goodness gracious, Christian McCaffrey. 20 carries, 106, three touchdowns. Oh, yeah, 
Seven receptions, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Four fucking touchdowns for Christian McCaffrey. I swear to God, this man was made in a lab for Kyle Shanahan. He was. This This is the running back for the Shanahan system. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Luke was onto something when he took McCaffrey number one overall. Like, it's, honestly. Yeah. I, I wish he would have dropped to four. I wish he would have dropped to three. But this is ridiculous. But also, Brock Purdy was one completion away from being perfect. Yeah, 20 for 21, 283, one touchdown, and only got sacked once. No interceptions per usual. That's a great Brock Purdy game right there. Yeah, literally nothing can ever get in the way of him throwing for over 75% completion rate, over 250 yards, at least a touchdown, and no interceptions. Also, he was made Brandon, for this. Also, in case people forgot, Brandon Ayuk came back this week. Yeah, and, and man, he, did he certainly, yeah, he made his presence known. Six receptions for 148 yards. Yeah, why did why did I trade him? Yeah, why did I trade him? Yeah, no, no targets for Debo Samuel in this game. He had yeah. three carries, yeah. no targets. What? Yeah, like what the? F- Luke Luke put it in the best terms. Like, just was he just like not there? Did he just not show up? He was there three times to carry the ball. But, like, Brandon Ayuk had six targets. McCaffrey had eight targets. Ray Ray McLeod had two. And five people had one. Yeah, I I guess this is just the McCaffrey show. If it you was. weren't Christian McCaffrey or uh, Brandon Ayuk, go home. Yeah. And then, you know, it, look, the 49ers defense did their thing. Josh Dobbs just couldn't keep it going. He had a good game. Like, it wasn't yeah. like he was throwing picks. It wasn't like he was fumbling. He had a great game. 28 for 41, 265, two touchdowns, only got sacked once. They're just so good at making stops. They don't let plays get extended. Yeah. So. No. Uh, yeah, for the receiving game, you had Hollywood Brown and Michael Wilson both have seven receptions. Yeah. Uh, over 75 yards. So that's phenomenal. Zach Ertz finally starts to get implemented in this receiving game. Six receptions for 53 yards. And then nobody cares about the rest of the receivers, um, but yeah, really, it's just a dominant 49ers win. Yeah, the Cardinals did their best. Yeah, but your best I'm, is not going to cut it when you're facing the 49ers. Yeah, like they didn't have any turnovers. Yeah, literally, you're just being outplayed. The 49ers are just better. That's fair. They, I they was surprised. The, I was surprised the Cardinals even put up 16 points. Yeah, I am too, but. Then again, their offense hasn't been bad, and their defense hasn't really either. But this yeah. 49ers team is just too good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to Sunday night. I got plenty of things to talk about here. <laughs> Chiefs 20, Jets, or sorry, Chiefs 23, Jets 20. Okay, so Taylor Swift took it over again. We all know it was like. Jets score or Chiefs score a touchdown, immediately cut away to Taylor Swift and Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman and Blake Lively and uh, the what? rest of the fucking celebrities. What a, what a squad. Yeah, what sick a squad. squad. And then you've got like after the game that the Jets just lost, you got Woody Johnson and like his grandson taking a picture with Taylor Swift. Like, come on, man. What are you doing? Yeah, like, what's going on right now? But somehow, Zach Wilson seems to take in a lot of the spotlight away from Taylor Swift. Maybe not for the best reasons, but the kid actually had a great game that was yeah. statistically 
better than Patrick Mahomes. 100% better, which no one has done since Patrick Mahomes has gotten to the NFL, nor did it happen in college. Like, literally, the stats back it up. Zach Wilson's the first opposing quarterback to have more completions, more passing yards, more passing touchdowns, and fewer interceptions than Patrick Mahomes in a game that he started in college or the NFL. Zach fucking Wilson. (laughs) But he also did something that we haven't seen, which was show some accountability. Like, this was his best all-around performance of his career, most definitely. And he was on the sideline being like, it was my fault that we lost. Yeah. Which it I wasn't. Mean, it, it was the fucking ref's fault. Yeah. But what that that, that muff snap was brutal. Yeah, yeah that, that was tough. But also, learn what a holding is. Yeah, there was a lot of missed calls in this. Like, a lot. Both holding calls, or the one holding call and the one that didn't get called were game changers. We had the holding call on Sauce that took away Michael Carter's pick, which was already weird because the ref didn't throw the flag until after the interception, which is really weird because it wasn't really a hold. His arm got caught on his shoulder pad. Like that, it's not a hold. Sauce made a tweet that was like, uh, maybe if I was a Swifty, dot, 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 never mind, and then edited it and was like, maybe if I was a Swifty, uh, I wouldn't have got called for that holding and then deleted it. <laughs> and then you also have, um, on the other side, we have one of the worst missed hold calls I've seen in a while. On third and 23, where Mahomes ran for a first down while Jermaine Johnson was being handcuffed by Donovan Smith. Like, oh, it, it was ridiculous. That. He was literally just like holding him sideways. Like, <laughs> ref, look, I'm holding him. Look. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like everybody yeah. says, once you once they've turned sideways, you can't you can't hold. You gotta just push because that's when they get called. As soon as they turn you, the refs see your hands from the sideline. Refs literally staring at him, holding him. Just no flag being Nothing. thrown. Just it's uh it's a little fixing to me. Taylor Swift but, in the crowd. Everybody's buzzing about Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs. I'm just saying. Maybe they should get him in the freaking end zone then. How about that? Give him a touchdown. I don't know. But no. Pacheco. Also, the, the, yeah. Whoa. We'll, talk, we'll talk about him in a second. Yeah, he was punishing the ground. Uh, but the Jets, man, CJ Mosley drops a pick. Yeah. Tyler Conklin, Zach Wilson can't connect on that end zone. And for that touchdown. Oh, dude, that one was so close. Oh, yeah? He just barely overthrows Garrett Wilson for yeah. that touchdown. Like, they were this close to winning that game. Yeah. The, the muff snap. Like, they were this close to winning that game. Yeah, I think that this coaching staff, and especially Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator, have so many good things to take away from this game. Zach yeah. Wilson put together a fantastic performance 28 for 39 245 two touchdowns didn't throw a pick only got sacked twice yeah the muff snap is tough the overthrow is tough the low throw to conklin is tough but this is a great game when we're considering that this is fucking zach wilson yeah zach wilson versus patrick mahomes you would think that it's like gonna gonna be like 45 nothing yeah remember when we were all like so who are the jets gonna pick up to start yeah (laughs) And didn't, didn't, didn't they sign Trevor Simeon? Yeah, which... Come on. Yeah, like, why would you sign? Trevor Simeon's much worse than Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But 
Yeah, let's talk about Isaiah Pacheco's performance. That oh, fucking okay. rushing touchdown. I've Ooh. never seen a man run with more Urge. like force into the ground. Like he wanted yeah. to rip to rip the turf out from underneath his feet. The the man just like runs so angry. Yeah. That's that like he hates, He's gritty, he, man. He hates the world when yeah. he has the football in his arms. Yeah. He wants his cleats to stab the world. <laughs> he wants to stab the earth with his cleats when he runs. He wants everybody to feel his pain yeah. when he runs the ball. Yeah. It's wild. Like his knees must be in so much pain. <laughs> Just exerting so much force on the ground. But yeah. yeah, what happened to Patrick Mahomes? 200 yards, two picks. What the hey, fuck? It's just, it's just awful. Yeah. Just bad throws, holding the ball too long, was having to scramble for his life half the time Yeah, and throw I'm the gonna, ball away. I'm going to blame this on the Mahomes and Ma'auto State Farm commercial. <laughs> I hate it so much. It sucks. Bro, did, did you see uh, Donna Kelsey? Yeah, what the fuck at, is that? At the, at fi- the, at the Eagles e- game. Eagles game, vibing with uh, Jake from State Farm. Yeah. And then at the Chiefs game, vibing with Taylor Swift, like, She's living life right now. Yeah. Donna Kelsey's the queen of the NFL. Right? Anything wow. happens to her, like, the NFL is going to, like, stop all play. Yeah. Shut down for a week. Granted, if something were to happen to me, my job would just keep running. Uh, yeah. You do work at a retail store. Uh, all right. You good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you need a little a little self-reflection? I, I, need, I, need a, I need a second. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's talk about Monday Night Football then. Seahawks 24, Giants 3. The Seahawks absolutely bitch slapped the Giants. Yeah, this was a a freaking showcase of that Seattle defense. Yeah, 11 sacks. Devin Witherspoon. Oh, Oh my God. Seven tackles, two sacks, four pressures, 97-yard pick six as a corner is unbelievable yeah like that's just wild yeah they had daniel jones looking like vintage daniel jones the the daniel jones that we know from his rookie like his year when he took over for eli that was daniel jones last night and they had him fucking ignoring brian dable (laughs) he was walking back to the sideline and dable's like what the fuck was that and daniel jones is just speechless yeah but listen he's had a record not a good record. No. A very bad record for getting sacked 10 times. 10 times this game. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. For 59 good. yards. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Just uh, Jeez Louise. <laughs> like 10 times, man. And if you watch that game, 10 times is an understatement. Yeah, it seemed like more. The man could not... Like do anything. Yeah, I, and I, I think understand. it's just prime time. He's okay. So they've they're the only team that have played three prime time games this season, which is already weird. They're zero and three in their prime time games. Uh, they've played one good half of football all season, and it somehow got them a win after a miraculous comeback against one of the worst teams in the NFL. And they literally they have one win, 
and they're one of the only they're one of only two teams that haven't run an offensive play with the lead this season. The other one's the Jets, who also have a win. Also, their O line is so bad. Oh yeah, it is horrible. Like they could not stop a piece of paper from sliding through that line. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why that was the comparison. That yeah, I think into you my should head. choose something bigger. They couldn't stop a yacht from sure. coming through that line. Yeah, I'll give you that one. I just, I don't know, man. Three points is fucking brutal. Uh, and this is a defense who's still without Reek. Was Reek there? Was he? Was he playing? No, he was out. And then Jamal, I think he was out. Uh, or no, 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 no. He was playing. No, he it, was, was Jamal. Yeah, Jamal yeah, Adams. Jamal Adams left. So yeah. they still haven't played a full game with their defense healthy. Yeah, Jamal Adams made his, this is his return, his first game back in over a year. I think it was 385 days since he played a game. Comes back, concussion. That sucks. That really does. Tariq Wollin actually didn't have all that bad of a game. They're, they're, they're saying that this brings back memories of the Legion of Boom era for Pete Carroll. Yeah. And with with what Devin Witherspoon just showed me, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Cuz they're going to they're going to keep drafting. Now here's the thing, you think they draft a QB this year? I think they have. With, to. with how many good to, at least to be a backup for a season. With how many good QBs yeah. are in this draft? Dude, like second this, round you're going to get a good QB. Right, absolutely. You you could get Drake May in the second round potentially with how with with how it's looking. Yeah, with how it's looking. Yeah. Right now they're they're showing Shade going number two. Like the number two quarterback off the board is going to be Shade Sanders. Shadur. Shadur. Sorry. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. I think he's a second round guy personally. Yeah, I don't know, but the only way to describe this last Monday night game was fucking. Piss poor, yeah. good defense from Seattle. Giants need to figure it the fuck out and give the ball to Darren Waller. Yeah, I, I think we learned this week was very telling for a lot of teams, I, I, I feel. We kind of saw, we, we saw what we saw this week. And, and, and that told the story of a lot of teams that some teams it was a good story, some teams uh, absolutely fucking atrocious. So, uh, <laughs> That's that's NFL week four. But like we said at the beginning, it's October. That means October baseball is here. We have the wild card. Actually, game one of, I believe, Rangers Rays has already started. And is it really? I believe so. I'm going to put that shit on the TV. Um, but I say, let me turn that on real quick. Okay, so because we haven't had an episode since the seeds were figured out, uh, we'll start in the AL. The Orioles, number one seed. I think we already kind of knew that. But the Rangers choked it on the final game of the season, and the Houston Astros got the second seed in the AL by winning the AL West. Mm-hmm. Then your number four, or yeah, your three seed, the Minnesota Twins, because they won the worst division in baseball. And then. The Tampa Bay Rays have like the third best season of the entire league. Um, and they finish with the top wild card spot. And then the Rangers get the fifth spot and the and the Blue Jays almost choke it, 
but end up getting that sixth spot in the AL. And then on the NL Man. side, the Braves, that's what's up. Number one <laughs> seed. You know how we coming. You're already choking, man. <laughs> I know. I, I am. Um, I do it at least four times an episode, so it's fine. Um, the Dodgers, the two seed, of course, uh, per usual. The three seed goes to the Brewers. They win that division. The four seed goes to the Phillies. We kind of knew that one was coming as well. But Miami has a surge at the end of the season while the Braves strangled the Cubs, and then the Cubs sucked in their final series. The Diamondbacks sneak it in with a couple of wins over Houston, which helped them out, and the Diamondbacks come in at six. What what a wild finish to these wild card races and just divisional races like the AL West was crazy. The Mariners, blue or the Mariners, Astros and Rangers was one of the closest division races we've seen between three teams ever. Like this was a fantastic close to the season, and we have a fantastic bracket set up. Yeah, and just to update: Texas is already up one nothing on the Rays. Yeah, in this first game. So. Yeah, but you ready to get into this bracket? Well, let's let's talk about the 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 wild card matchups Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So, okay, uh, right now Rangers up one zero over the Rays in the top of the second. Uh, you have Jordan Montgomery versus Tyler Glasnow, and then at four thirty today, and these schedules actually carry over uh, all three days, I believe. Uh, same start times, yeah, for each team, all three days of the wild card. So. Um, yeah, the Blue Jays twins. We got Gosman versus Pablo Lopez today. Diamondbacks Brewers. We have Brandon Fat or Fat Fat. Is it Fat? I don't know how to say his name. I don't really care either. Uh, versus Corbin Burns of the Brewers, and then Marlins Phillies. You got Jesus Lazardo versus Zach Wheeler. And then Wednesday, you have Eovaldi versus Eflin for Rangers Rays. Barrios versus Sonny Gray for Blue Jays twins. Gallon versus an undecided starter for Diamondbacks Brewers after Brandon Woodruff got hurt. And he'll miss this series. I believe he's going to miss the postseason. Um, and then for Marlins Phillies, you have, uh, fuck, what's this guy's name? Braxton Garrett. That's right. Braxton Garrett versus Austin, nope, Aaron Nola. <laughs> Not but you're struggling right now. I am because I'm trying to fucking pull up this baseball game and my TV is whacking out man but yeah those and then thursday it's all you know if it needs to happen so nobody's got starters yeah so what are we what are we thinking about the the wild card round how how are we feeling so i like the matchups i think there's gonna be some really close series but then i also think there's gonna be some series that are over in two okay yeah because we know the phillies they get hot in, yeah. in October, yeah. and they they were they were surging there at the end of the season. So but they're so a team the to watch. And yeah, so were the Braves, is what we could say. But I the guess. Braves, yeah. the, the NL the East, yeah, the NL East <laughs> is going to win the World Series. <laughs> yeah, that might be a fair assumption. <laughs> but no, uh, no, really strong, really strong bracket. It, yeah. Any of these teams besides. Maybe the number three seed of the AL can win the World Series. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't <laughs> know if the Marlins have the pitching to do it just because Sandy's out. 
and they've yeah. got just a, a few just unproven pitchers in this rotation. So we'll say there's one team from each side that's just no shot at yeah. winning. Yeah, I'd say. Um, so yeah, let's let's start. You know, filling out our brackets then. So we'll start with the AL wild card. What's it looking like for you? All right. So between the Blue Jays and Twins, I'm taking the Twins in three. Really? Yeah, I'm taking the Twins in three. Okay. I'm going to take just, Blue I, Jays in three. I think the Blue Jays are just going to come out very cold. I don't I just I trust their pitching. Like I think they win game one with Gosman on the mound. He's been phenomenal. And then uh, Pablo Lopez can be very dominant as well. He can, but he's here and there, and then I think the twins end up winning game two because Barrios is on the mound and we know how he is. He is the most <laughs> inconsistent fucking pitcher there is. And versus Sonny Gray, who's kind of the opposite. And then you'll go yeah. into game three, which there is no probable pitchers there, but for the Blue Jays, you probably expect Chris Bassett. Um, and then for the Twins, ugh. I don't even I don't even know who the Twins would pitch. Yeah, that is a great question. Do they Joe, have it, Joe Ryan? It? Oh yeah, I mean Joe. He Ryan's... hasn't been good this year. He really slowed down. Now, he had never he had the very like. Strong start. Oh, yeah. We were, this we were whole like, rotation had a crazy good start to the year. Yeah. But that doesn't matter now because the year is over. And they Brennan, have the worst record out of any AL team that yeah. made the playoffs, just so everybody's Brennan, aware. I think it will be a very close series. Like, I think the games yeah. will be separated by, like, one run. I do as well. I think both of these offenses are super cold. Yeah. So that, that definitely is going to play into it. And then... Uh, what what do we think about the um the other matchup in the yellow wild card? Rays oh, Rangers. I'm I'm taking the Rangers in three. Okay. I'm taking the Rays in Okay, so we got two, two completely opposite. I've got the Rays in two. Oh, you got the Rays in two? Yeah. Which right now they're down one zero, but it's only the bottom of the second. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's the look, second. There you go. There's a single. By who is it? Colin Mead? Yep. Yeah, I just I think the Rays offense mixed with the pretty solid pitching, even though McClanahan's out, it's just so good. And the Rangers, because of all the injuries to their pitching rotation, it really yeah. falls off after Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. I don't know. We'll just have to see. All right. So, so you're taking Blue Jays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got I got Blue Jays winning two one and the Rangers winning two zero. All right. And then right, so we, NL wild yeah, card. NL wild card. All right, we'll start with the Diamondbacks Brewers one. Who okay. you got? I've got Brewers two one. I just love the pitching. I got Arizona in two. <laughs> I think we're gonna disagree on everything except <laughs> everything in the wild card. We're gonna disagree on, and then all of the rest of it is gonna be the same. Yeah, but no, I, I don't know. I just I got that feeling that the Diamondbacks offense is just gonna explode. And yeah. I feel like this first game, they're going to light up Corbin Burns. The The Diamondbacks offense, they they excel versus very talented pitching. They're yeah. like the Braves. They do very well against like the elite pitchers, and then the not elite pitchers, they tend to struggle a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Like the, the, the Brewers offense was certainly 
very good. They won 92 games this year. That yeah. is extremely good, like considering what this lineup looked like going into the season. They got better, and I, I think that's going to be a, a big part of this team. They have great young players. Garrett Mitchell came back from the IR a couple of weeks ago. That's a big one for them. So, yes, Woodruff's injury significantly hurts them, but I just think they're a little bit too much for the Diamondbacks. I think, you know, Fat being the, the opening starter for this Rotation is kind of interesting. Zach Gallon makes sense, 100%, being the second one because you kind of want yeah. your, your best pitcher in a best of three to pitch in the second game because you might be on the brink of elimination or you're in the lead. So that yeah. one and makes Milwa- sense. No, Milwaukee still doesn't know who they're starting. Tomorrow. Yeah, that is that is a big issue for me, and that's why I think they probably take game one, they drop game two, they win game three. Because right. I just I don't trust the Diamondbacks' rotation after Gallon. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I think if the Diamondbacks can find a way to win this first game, they win in two. I, I agree, because you'll have Gallon on the mound tomorrow. Yeah, first probably Brandon Woodruff. No, Brandon Woodruff's out for the playoffs, you know, the shoulder injury. Freddie Peralta? Probably. All right. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right, All right. About moving down one? to the bottom. Billy's 2-0. Phillies and two. Phillies and two. Yeah. Look, I I love the Marlins. I love them this season. But but the Phillies in October is just another story. It is. It's a 90 win team in the wild card. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So. The only thing that will fuck it up for the Phillies is their pitching. Yeah. Nola might fuck them in game two. Wheeler might fuck him in game yeah, one. Yeah, that's true. Wheeler has not been great this year. Yeah, and he, he doesn't have the best track record in the playoffs. He wasn't that great last year's playoffs either. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think these are going to be two high-scoring games. Yeah, I agree. But we'll see. Maybe we'll see if Jake Berger continues to play as well as he has. I want a little surge from Jorge Soler. We know what Soler yeah. can do in the playoffs. That's true. Let's see it. That's Let's true. see it. <laughs> Watch out for some bombs. Well, don't, then again, they've got it... Schwarber on the other side, so there's yeah. going to be bombs or strikeouts. Yeah, don't let Soler get to Houston. Oh, shit. He's going to be sitting. We balls better not let Soler track. get to Houston. I just want that to be clear. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that means they'd have to get through us. Yeah, exactly. That better not happen. All right, so we got our wild card. Yeah, our wild cards are set. For, for me, I have... The Blue Jays, Rays, Phillies, and Brewers moving on. And for me, I got the Twins, the Rangers, the Diamondbacks, and the Phillies moving on. Okay. Look, we're supposed to One of us to is going to be right. Exactly. One of us is going to be well, right. Well, because the Phillies are obviously moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, one of us is going to be right in all of these. So that's nice. Um, all Let's right. move to the ALDS. Yeah, Divisional Series. So um, the Astros will face... Whoever wins between Toronto and Minnesota. So I I personally have the Astros winning it in three over Toronto. Okay. I had I have the Astros in four. Gotcha. Against so yeah, the twins. Just to reiterate, divisional series best of five. Yeah. So I got the Astros in four. Okay. First the twins. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and I got Astros in three over Toronto. Look, the Astros are just good. They're, they're they just good a, in October. Yeah, and they they're, have a fantastic offense. They have guys that have been there over and over again. 
guys that have been there, and then you also just have the pitching. You have guys on this pitching rotation that have also been there because they were there last year, and they were there the year before that, and they were there three years before that. Like, they're always there except for in 2020. And, yeah, I'm not going to tell you. What? Let's move it down. Okay. Let's move it. We, we both know the Astros. Okay. Orioles. So, who? yeah, who's going to win? Orioles 3-2 over the Rays. It's going to go to five. Okay. See, I I have the same thing. Orioles over Texas 3-2. Yeah. I I think that's going to be the trend for the Orioles here is is pretty long series. I think the Orioles are going to come out slow with this bye. Possibly, yeah. I think their pitching will be okay, and that's what's going to be their saving grace. Is because I I trust their decision making. Like they're not just going to run a five man rotation like they normally would. They're no. going to move some guys around, see what happens because they have the liberty of running a bye with instead of playing games Sunday to end the season and then opening up the wild card on Tuesday. They have the liberties to move around the rotation however they need to, and um, I think that's going to put them at an advantage because of how strong this rotation's been. Yeah, I do. It it does suck because they're missing a key piece to that that pitching staff and Felix Bautista. Yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing. That's what's gonna. That's what's making me think these series go a little bit longer. When you don't have your closer in the in the playoffs, it is a big deal because you need a guy that you can trust every single time he steps on that mound in the ninth inning to shut it down. Yeah, Yenny or Cano filling in is not a problem. It's just but it's not he's, it's yeah, not it's he's not, not Felix Bautista. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So I so we both have Orioles three two over our respective picks. The yeah. NLDS. I've got Braves three one over Philly. I got Braves three one. Okay. Over Philly. That's what I like to see. Yeah. Fuck I, I the think, Phillies. Well, here's the thing. I think Philly takes game one. Oh, see, I I think that they're gonna end because like. I think the way that the um the way that Philly's rotation's gonna turn around because yeah. for me they win it in two, so they have Thursday, Friday off, and then they start up Saturday. So they won't pitch Nola for the first two. So I think we're gonna take one of those early. So like we'll take probably game one and then we'll see Wheeler and Nola after that. Yeah, I don't know, because I'm just thinking we'll probably start Strider game one, right? Or will we start uh, Elder? Elder? It's a what? It's five games. I'd and say Mor- is I, Morton's yeah. Morton's on IR, right? At or least for the back? for the DS, he's out, so he All could right. come back for the CS if we make so, it. So so we'll have uh, Freed, Wright, Strider, Strider Elder. Elder, and whoever okay. else. Probably Dodd, maybe or sh- I, I I don't know. Bro. I don't either. It, it maybe a bullpen game, maybe which worked in the past. You could put a guy out yeah. there like Jesse Chavez. Yeah, I don't know. I think we we're gonna drop game one because the Phillies are gonna be hot. Okay. After the two zero sweep and the wild card, and then we're just gonna absolutely manhandle them for the rest of the series. Fine by me. Yeah, I, I'm kind of. I'm similar. I I think we'll probably end up losing like a, like probably Bryce Elder's start, just because he gives up hits, and, and that's yeah. gonna really hurt them, especially because look the pitching hasn't been phenomenal. Like Strider's giving up runs, but 
the Braves offense is going to come out. They're going to they're going to score runs. I just think a lot of times when Elder is pitched, especially in the second half of the season, he gives up a lot of runs early and the Braves just don't respond quick enough. Yeah, we just can't mount that big comeback. Yeah. So, yeah, we end up getting the 3-1 win in both of our scenarios. What about yeah. the NLDS? What do you think? So, between Arizona and the Dodgers, for me, I'm taking L.A. in four. Taking the Brewers in five. Really? Yeah, I don't trust the Dodgers' rotation at all. Outside of Clayton Kershaw, I don't trust it. Yeah, but it's that offense. I just can't bet against that offense. I don't know, man. I like the Brewers. I do. Why couldn't they put the Phillies in the top part of the bracket? I wish. <laughs> I wish. Give us Arizona and the Marlins, and that has to play us. Yeah, that'd be great. Talk about walking the park. Yeah. But yeah, I just I I like the Brewers. So lot. so you're saying Braves, Brewers, NLCS. Yeah. And this time there's no Josh Hader. There's nope. no Freddie Freeman. Nope. Oh. Interesting. I think I think you're crazy, but interesting. Right, we'll see. All right, then let's let's head back over to the ALCS. Yeah. Baltimore, Houston. Who you got? Orioles four two. Okay. Wow. I can't believe we got that right. I got oh, Orioles we got the, Let's go. Yeah, look, they're going to lose Framber's start. They're going to lose Justin Verlander's start, and that's it. You think they lose Framber's start? Yeah. Not Javier's start? Huh. Huh. Okay. What? Either way. Either way, the Orioles are going to the World Series. Yeah. And who are they going to play in the World Series, Gray? The fucking Braves. 4-1 over the Brewers. Yes, sir. Absolutely. See, but I have Atlanta versus LA, Atlanta in six. Okay. Yeah. So just like 2021? Yeah. I got us in six. All right. All right. The World Series matchup. Who is it going to be? Braves in seven. Braves in seven. I got you. You're going to say they're going to sweep. No. Okay. Okay. Baltimore in six. What? Do you look behind you real quick? I know. I know. (laughs) I just. Hey, I'm going to be honest. I'd be okay with it because I have loved yeah. I've loved every second of watching this Baltimore team throughout this season. That's cool. I, th- I think our pitching is just going to fuck us. Yeah, it's a high-powered offense top to bottom for them, but ours yeah. is as well. That's the thing. I think yeah. that's something that when I'm going through this stuff I'm not considering with the Braves is like our lineup fucks. So our good. lineup fucks. Our it, worst it, hitter right now is Sean Murphy. Yeah, exactly. And he was an all-star. Yeah, Marcelo Zuna hit fucking 40 home runs this year. That's ridiculous. Talk about a comeback, man. Yeah, he started off, and I was like, we got to cut this guy. Yeah. So, look, I I respect both of our picks, honestly. 
But the only thing we, we have in common is that it's going to be the Braves versus the Orioles. Listen, one of us is going to be right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say. Well, that was very fun. I hope, I ho- I hope I'm wrong. I hope Honestly, you are too. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> but man, I don't care because either way, if the Orioles win it, I'm happy. If the Braves win it, I'm ecstatic. Yeah. That's kind of the way I am too with it. Do we All know right. what's what's the date for the World Series this year? Um has that been dropped? I believe it'll start on the thirtieth. No, before that. Twenty seventh. Yeah. So we got a Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, and a game seven would be on a Saturday. That's what I like to see. I don't like the midweek yeah. game sevens. No, give me a weekend game seven. Hey, I've, I've got it going to seven. I got to go to six, and that's on a Friday. I'm cool with that. Yeah, me too. Not All really, right. though, because I usually work Saturday mornings. So I don't <laughs> <where I'm> <laughs> All right, let's talk college football week. Five, Colin. This was a fantastic week. And oh, it, it started was- off on Friday with a great game, an upset. Oregon State twenty-one, number ten Utah seven. And they're just still missing Cam Rising. Yeah, they are like, so bad. You can you can tell that offense is just nothing without Cam Cam Rising. Yeah, honestly, Cam Rising. They probably win this game with him yeah. in, healthy. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> But I mean, DJ just came out and just did what he needed to do to win. Yeah, it wasn't. Damian Martinez is so much fun to watch. He didn't even have like the best game, but he was great. Silas Bolden, two carries, fifty-three yards, one touchdown. Like what the fuck? Oh, your your voice was doing that thing again. I I'm aware. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. That's just funny. But but no, uh, really, it was a shocking. I mean. Granted, how long was Utah going to be able to ride this wave without Cam Rising? Well, I think a lot of people hoped that he'd be back by now. I thought he was going to come back like week three. Yeah, me too. But no. Like, I don't know. But uh, yeah, congrats to DJ. I mean, he's doing well over there at Oregon State. He is. Yeah, he's just playing his role. Yeah, he's not doing anything special. He's throwing his one touchdown, his one pick, and he's throwing about 200 yards a game. So Yeah. Um, I, I have to talk about Oregon State head coach Jonathan Smith. Um, he had some explaining to do with his uh, signal late in the game, which uh, I'm not going to be reenacting solely for the preservation of my manhood. But um, he motioned squeezing his breasts to signal to milk the clock. And then in his press conference was like, sorry if that offended anybody. I love it. <laughs> it's hilarious. I love it. Uh, yeah. But no, let's, 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 let's talk about some, talk about some of these uh, intense Saturday games. Greg. Oh yeah. Big upset. Kentucky unranked who should have been fucking ranked. I said it. I said it. <laughs> unranked Kentucky. 33. Oh, drink some water. I have been. <clears throat> Unranked Kentucky 33, number 22 Florida 14, and all I got to talk about <clears throat> is that fucking Kentucky running back. Oh my god, Ray Davis, 26 carries, 280 rushing yards for three touchdowns. 
He had a Devin A. Chain game. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, four four total touchdowns, three rushing, one receiving. Yeah. Devin Leary but, only threw the ball 19 times and only completed nine passes. Yeah, and let's talk about this. Why the fuck is Graham Mertz wearing number 15? Yeah, disgrace. Like, what, like, y'all just going to do Tebow like that? But, no, Florida, man, just looked awful. They couldn't get anything going on the run game. Yeah. Uh, Graham Mertz is horrible. Yeah, he threw two touchdowns. Who cares? He still is one of the worst quarterbacks in the SEC. So, Ricky yeah. Persall is still very good. I'll give him that. Yeah, but fuck Florida. Let's go Kentucky. Yeah, man. They looked fantastic. And I, 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 my biggest question from this one is, is Billy Napier on the hot seat in Florida? Uh, if they have a below 500 season, yeah. Okay, because last year was brutal. Yeah. We're, we're going to see once we get in-depth in these SEC games. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's one thing to lose outside the division – you never know about that, but it's the SEC. You gotta win. Yeah, you have to, so, especially against uh, like the good teams. Like, yeah, yeah, you can lose to Georgia, which is fine, but when you lose to the teams that are kind of in that second and third tier, it, it definitely changes things up. Yeah, you got the big win over Tennessee, but you come back the next week and you lose to a Kentucky team that most people would say is worse than Tennessee. I, I know, I'm saying most. Like the national yeah. media would probably have perceived that is worse. I didn't think so. I think I believe they're fantastic. Better. But yeah, I, I think that's kind of insane. Uh, speaking of insanity, let's move on to the next one. Just one of the best games of all time. One of the oh. best games I have ever witnessed. Man, oh I literally called God. you after this game. I'm like, bro, yeah. what the fuck just happened? Yeah, number 20, Ole Miss. At Hemingway Stadium, 55. Number 13, LSU, 49. And you know them Rebels had to storm the field. $100,000 fine coming straight to Ole Miss. Yeah. But God damn it, was this an electric fucking game. Jackson Dart, 26 for 39, 389, and four touchdowns. Quinshawn Judkins finally, finally finally proven me right. 33 carries, 177 yards, and a touchdown. Ulysses Bentley, the fourth, nine carries, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Jackson Dart, doing it with his legs, too. Seven carries, 50 yards, and a touchdown. This was the Ole Miss offense that I've been looking for all year. Jackson Dart, throwing the ball fantastic. That's what he's been doing all year. But you, you get Judkins in, you get Ulysses Bentley going, and Jackson Dart's doing it on the ground, and all of a sudden you look amazing. Yeah, where was this offense during the Bama game? Exactly. Like, they could have easily stomped on Bama if they would have played like this. And somebody tell Jaden Daniels to stop running the fucking ball because he's going to get killed. He's going to get killed one of these days. He doesn't know how to slide like a normal – he doesn't know how to get down. No, he he does the opposite. He jumps. He jumps and gets killed. If I'm a, if I'm a free safety, if I see that happening, I'm going high. I'm oh my god! Yeah. Slide. Did you I'm, see? Like everybody saw the hit in the Florida State game. Yeah. And then this one was the worst. He got launched back five yards, and dropped the ball. Yeah. Crazy. It was, it, it was, but even like LSU played phenomenal. 
Yeah. Jaden Daniels, 27 for 36 with 414 passing yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Logan Diggs, 19 carries, 101 yards, two touchdowns. Jaden Daniels ran the ball 15 times yeah. for 100 for 99 yards. And then you got your two playmakers in Brian Thomas Jr. and Malik Neighbors, both eight receptions and over 100, 100 yards. Granted, Brian Thomas got three touchdowns. Yeah. Malik Neighbors, not no touchdowns, but they, Jaden Daniels did a great job besides the last drive. The last drive, he did not throw it to Malik Neighbors or Brian Thomas once, which yeah. I've, I found was just horrible. Yeah, definitely. It just like that final sequence was just interesting. It was, per- it was perfect for Ole Miss, and it was horrible for LSU. Well, it wasn't perfect. Like, they started off that drive with a 42-yard play. Yeah. And, and it put Ole Miss just totally oh, fucked. No, I meant like Ole Miss's last offensive possession was perfect. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. LSU's last offensive possession not so much, but granted, that last throw hit my boy in the hands. Like, yeah. you got to come down with that ball in that situation. Definitely. And then he got hurt. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was when he landed or if it was when the thousand-plus students started storming the field. And he got ta- like, dude, he got laid out by the students rushing the field, which was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I, I shouldn't say hilarious. That's me. He got hurt. That's it my bad. Probably pretty bad. But, like, looking at this drive, it was the pass complete to, to Chris Hilton for 42 yards, put him on the Ole Miss 33, essentially right out of the gates with 30 seconds left. Incomplete pass, incomplete pass, two-yard run where Ole Miss kind of fucked themselves right there with the penalty, personal foul, 15 yards. They get the first down now. Now they're on the Ole Miss 16. They got 12 to go, and they have to get a touchdown. So – Luckily, you drew enough time on that first down before the flag where you you drew like six, seven seconds off, and then you drew another seven seconds off on the next play. So you get it down to 12 seconds. Then you force the LSU false start. That's where they saved themselves 100%. So you're at first and 15 on the Ole Miss 21 with only like, what, 12 seconds to go. Um. Then they take seven seconds to throw an incomplete pass. They call the timeout with the clock at five seconds. LSU gets another false start, moves them back. Another timeout, this time from Ole Miss. So it's still five seconds on the clock at second and 20. And then Jaden Daniels' incomplete pass, and the clock runs out. This just... That is a horrible final drive. Two false starts in critical position. You were on the 16 or what? You're yeah, you're on the 16 yard line. You ended the game on the 26 yard line on second and 20. Yeah. And to do that after that 42 yard play was yeah. ridiculous, man. LSU, you know, they're feeling like, oh, we're about to score. We're about to win. Easy. Jane Daniels is gonna lead lead us. And then those two false starts were Crucial, man. Yeah, like Ole Miss was in prevent that whole final drive. That's what allowed that big play. And then you don't do it at all again. You literally didn't complete another pass after that. Yeah, it's horrible. Horrible. But look, Ole Miss deserved it. They played their fucking ass off in this game. That was a a great game. Yeah. Great game. 
but it just honestly like an instant classic type game. Mm-hmm. And let's move on to the next one. Notre Dame keeps their season alive a little bit with a 21-14 victory over the number 17-ranked Duke Blue Devils. It's not enough to me. It's not. Look, I thought Duke had a chance to win this game, but it's still not enough. Look, Riley Leonard was beat up. He did not look good. 13 for 27, 134 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Though on the ground, fantastic, 88 rushing yards. He just wasn't enough. He wasn't enough for this team. He wasn't enough to beat Notre Dame in this game. Yeah, it was the turnovers were just crucial for Duke. Yeah. Like you uh you had two fumbles, you only lost one of them. Um, but then the pick both happened in crucial, like they were driving down the field, yeah. uh, and then they crossed the fifty and then boom, that happens. So Duke was in this game the whole time. Oh yeah. Even when it was ten nothing, they were in this game. They come out in the third, they score a touchdown, then you're thinking it's ten seven we're one score away from either tying it or winning or uh, being ahead. But now, uh, Riley Leonard's a dog, dude. He f- he's got a lot of grit to finish that game because yeah. then he he was on crutches. Yeah, he left the stadium in, on crutches. Like the man was like broken. Yeah, and for him to fight to really try to get this win, man, the dude dude's a fighter. Yeah. But once again, Notre Dame just looked stoppable. Like, they, they looked human. The running game was great. I'll, I'll give them that. Audrey Gastemay is still very good. 81 yards, two touchdowns. Jeremiah Love had 44 yards on five carries. But Sam Hartman wasn't exceptional in this one. The The Duke secondary looked pretty good. Um, Like, Michael Evans had a great game. But outside of him, nobody had more than 28 yards. So, yeah, I, I think... Notre Dame just, especially with like USC coming up later, games like that, like they're gonna struggle. I I I feel like they just they don't have the offensive superpower to keep up with some of these other teams. Like we know Duke doesn't put up that many points, but when they come up against a high powered offense like USC down the road, they're definitely gonna struggle. Yeah, like USC can put forty five on you like that. Yeah, doesn't matter who's on your defense. Yeah, like they're just Caleb Williams will. Total five touchdowns against you. Yeah. There's no questions about it. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of, Caleb Williams totaled, I think, six touchdowns um, <laughs> in this game. USC, number eight, takes it over Colorado, 48-41. Oh. And what a surprise, the highest-viewed game of the week. We all knew it was coming. Look, Colorado is going to have the highest-viewed game of the week every week, I think. Um, but they then again, these are these are great apport- opponents. Uh, Caleb Williams, holy fuck, dude, take a bow. Thirty for forty, four oh three, six touchdowns, one interception. And Shador yeah. on the other side certainly wasn't bad. They all they put up forty one points. They didn't have a bad game, but this definitely proved that Oregon's defense is the real fucking deal. Yeah. For real. <laughs> if you got like, USC I, giving up 41 to Colorado and they could only put up six last week on Oregon, I've got some questions to ask. Yeah. Like, and granted, like, USC was just mobbing them for, like, the first half. Yeah. Like, well, it was 30 or 34. Yeah, 14, 34, 14 going, at the half. Yeah. And then USC comes out 
puts up 14 more. Granite Colorado puts up 13, but for USC not to get in the end zone in the fourth really hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. Like big. your 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 offense is too good not to put up any points in a quarter. Yeah. Especially like considering 403 passing yards from Caleb Williams, he had a pretty good game from Marshawn Lloyd, 84 yards and a touchdown. The wide receivers all looked very good, like across the board. Great stuff coming out of them. And I just, nothing in the fourth quarter. It it, yeah. it was amazing to, to see. Also, sorry, did Shiloh not play this game? No, I, I don't believe so. I think he was out. So they're missing Shiloh and Travis Hunter. Yeah, and, and they, and, you know, USC had a fantastic offensive performance. Do those two change the fact that, I, I, I feel like, Colorado was going to lose this game even with Travis Hunter and Shiloh in because USC wouldn't have scored as much, but I, I think that makes USC play a little harder on defense and not give up yeah. as much to Colorado. That's yeah, the way but, I see it. But I just feel like Colorado's got another weapon on offense. I, I th- definitely think it's not high scoring like this. Yeah. Um, And I think, I don't know, I feel like it, the outcomes could have been different with Travis Hunter in the game. Maybe. But, like, Omarion Miller looked fantastic. Seven receptions, 196 yards, and a touchdown is crazy. Jimmy Horn Jr. had another great game. Seven receptions, 84 yards, two touchdowns. Michael Harrison got himself a touchdown as well. They look great. What the fuck was that? I don't know. Yeah, don't forget about Xavier Weaver. Seven receptions, 29 yards. (laughs) Um... You just totally threw me off, but USC's receiving game was great, obviously. Taj Washington, 117 yards and a touchdown. Brendan Rice, 81 yards and two touchdowns against his former team. And Mario Williams, 53 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Dorian Singer got a receiving touchdown as well, and so did Jude Wolf. his one reception for three yards. But what a name. What a look, name. Like the, the pressure just wasn't there from either defense, which is obvious. I think we all kind of expected that from both of these teams. They just don't recruit defense all that well. You know, you know, yeah. Colorado's got some good guys, but they haven't really gotten to recruit um, for the most part. So, yeah, I, I just – USC was going to win this game. They should have won this game, and they, they played it too close. I, I got to give Colorado the credit. Colorado's comeback was amazing. Yeah. I mean, listen, this Colorado team's legit. You can't play around with them or else no. they will expose you. But if you do the things you got to do, there's a good chance you're going to beat them. Because yeah. they're just not there yet. Yeah. Well, one team certainly seems like they're there, and that would be number three, Texas. They put up a 40 spot on number four, Kansas, who only put up a measly 14 in this one. And it was just crazy. Um, Jonathan Brooks is all I got to say. Yeah, but Kansas was missing their starting quarterback, so that, that changes some things. But, whoa. Whoa, Quinn Ewers, a fantastic game. 25 for 35, 325 in the air, one touchdown, one interception. It's tough, whatever. Jonathan Brooks, like Colin said. Wow. 21, 21 carries. For 218 and two touchdowns. He averaged 10.4 yards a carry. Yeah. And then Quinn Ewers ran two in himself. Yeah. He looks good. He looks very good in these last couple of weeks. A lot better than last year. Yeah. He was looking like the biggest, like, jokester in the world. Yeah. 
But no, dude, I'm telling you. And then A.D. Mitchell, 10 receptions for 141. That dude is so good. Yeah. And you have Xavier Worthy, who's arguably a better wide receiver. Yeah, but you also have one of the best tight ends in college football, probably number two behind Brock Bowers, Jatavian Sanders, who just didn't get targeted this game. Yeah, but then again, there's so many options on the field for Texas that it kind of hurts some of the guys. Like, theoretically, Xavier Worthy should probably be getting more targets than A.D. Mitchell, but A.D. Mitchell just happened to get open a few more times in this game, and it it kind of just opened up more possibilities. Yeah, but going back to Jatavian Jatavian Sanders, that I'm just still mesmerized by that game against Bama. Yeah, where he absolutely just torched us. Yeah, definitely. But no, yeah, no. Texas to me right now looks like the most dominant team in college football. Yeah, I, I think their schedule aids it for sure. Um, but. No, I, I I think you're right. You know, when it comes to, I think Michigan's definitely getting back on track. Georgia's yeah. definitely not. Uh, we'll talk about no. that. We'll, but, we'll see. We'll see when Texas plays Oklahoma. Yeah, that's that, gonna be the test next week, and, and we'll talk yeah. about that game a little bit more. Um, for now, let's move on to Michigan. Uh, just kind of check in with the uh, the top tier teams. Michigan wins it, the Bus and Bowl between uh, Taylor Lewan and Will Compton. Michigan takes it forty five seven. Nebraska loses again. Um, this is sad. It's just, it's sad. Just ugly, man. It is. JJ McCarthy only threw the ball sixteen times. And they did twelve. Won. Yeah, sure. Two touchdowns as well. Uh, they genuinely didn't have to try. They. Do you see how many people ran the ball at least once in this fucking game? Yeah. Like, All for positive yards. Yeah. Besides Tuttle. Yeah. Like Blake Corum ran the ball 16 times, only for 74 yards and a touchdown. Donovan Edwards, 14 times for 48 yards. And then you have uh, Kalel Mullings, JJ McCarthy, Leon Franklin, Tavier Dunlop, Jaden Denegal, Davis Warren, and Jack Tuttle all get carries in this game. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But Nebraska was. Ass on defense. Yeah, they're, they're struggling. Yeah, that that Michigan defense fucking ate them up. Yeah, my my brother just couldn't get the ball rolling on the run game. Like Anthony Grant over there, six carries, sixteen yards. Man, he just struggled. Yeah, he just struggled. He also had one then, reception for one yard and also fumbled the ball once. Yeah, like I'm just, I'm gonna have to talk to him about around Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta see what's going on, man. Yeah. It's also too bad not he, your brother. Yeah, 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 too bad he's not my brother. Yeah. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Uh, but yeah, Michigan absolutely uh, turned Nebraska around and buttfucked them. So, um, yeah, let's talk about just absolute ass. Just a shit game. Number one, Georgia, 27. Unranked See, Auburn Tigers. The the two and or the three and one team coming into this game. The unranked Auburn Tigers, 27. Ibers? Yeah, whatever. I said it right the first time. <laughs> no, but listen, listen. Coming into Jordan Hare, I had a feeling that this was going to be like that five years ago Georgia-Auburn game. Like, Auburn Auburn should have won this game. My issue is that Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford are the worst fucking quarterbacks ever. Yeah, they're running backs. 
Yeah, if they could throw the ball, they won this game. Yeah. But no, Peyton Thorne just wanted to run, and he broke out for a 61-yard run. Yeah, and it had 12 carries. Well, their actual running back, Jarquez Hunter, had 19 carries for only 59 yards, got one touchdown, but yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, look at their receivers, man. They're, they're playmaker Fairweather. Yeah. Only, only caught the ball four times. For 44 yards. And nobody yeah. else had more than 18. Of the yeah, four, they, there was four people that got a reception in this game for Auburn. Yeah. When they were when they were successful, they were running their RPOs. Yeah, but then they stopped and they just tried to do like straight like QB runs yeah. and like and they just handoffs and that's when Georgia started coming back. Yeah. The defense just started letting Brock Bowers have his fucking way. Yeah. Also, Malachi Starks is one of the best. Oh my god! Secondary was He's one of the amazing. best secondaries in this league. Yeah. Granted, he didn't have to do much this game, but. Just his presence yeah. is just... It's absurd. And, like, I, I'm going to give a little bit of credit to Mike Bobo. Real quick. Very small amount of credit. His play calls were good. On third down, especially. Yeah. His play calls were very good. Like, that one where they sent Lad McConkey and Brock Bowers on the same side of the field. They needed, they like, hit. I think it was seven or eight yards. McConkey cuts left early while Bowers continues the route. He draws two defenders... Gives Brock Bowers a one-on-one on the left side. Brock gets the first down. Those are they the kinds that. of things you need to do a lot. And yeah, they, did. they did that all yeah. game. Yeah, and it they, works. They, they switched it up, and they cut they cut Bowers early and hit Ladd for yeah. an out route for about 20 yards and other stuff like this. But, uh, no, it definitely was a better game for Mike Bobo, just not good execution from Carson Beck. Yeah. Yeah, well, it wasn't that bad. Like, the one pick was really hurt, but outside of that, he had a good game. Yeah, which, I mean, that pick could have been called for pass interference. Yeah. Um, Probably should have been called for pass yeah. interference. But the kind of the same story with Georgia, it has been each week, is they're, they're just not getting far enough down the field. That's uh, They literally get to, like, the 50-yard line, and then they make all their mistakes, and they have to punt over and over again. And it's just they can't score in the first quarter. Yeah, I don't get it. Can't. And their defense can't play in the first quarter. Yeah. Like a good team is probably up 21 nothing in the first quarter on them right here. Yeah. Georgia yeah. just doesn't have a good offense. A defense with more than one dimension can do anything to this defense. Or, to this, or sorry, an offense with more than one dimension can do anything to this Georgia defense in that first quarter. Yeah, which is why some of these SEC games like versus Kentucky and versus Missouri. I honestly think this Missouri game could get out of hand really quick yeah. in the other direction. Yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Uh, other Brady. news, just to talk about it, Brew McCoy, the guy for Tennessee. Do you see that fucking mm. injury? Oh, my God. Oh, One of the worst. The, also, uh, Arkansas injury. Uh, I forgot his name, but it was like a DeMar Hamlin situation. Oh, He really? got up. He got up and he just collapsed on the field. Oh, I did not see anything about that. Um, I don't know his name, but man, it's just scary. Yeah, but yeah, that Brew McCoy injury had me Ugh. gagging. It was gross. It was disgusting. I was um, trying to show my dad, and my dad was like, "I don't see anything." And I got up to the TV. I said, "Dad, look right there." Yeah. Look at look at his look leg. at how he's trying to point his feet upwards, but the other one is like this. <laughs> 
It was not, and like the way his knee was like inside out. Okay, that's enough. That's enough <laughs> for all you gaggers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for all those people with a a bad gag reflex. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that does it for talking about last week. Um, let's talk about the updates to the AP poll now. Um, Georgia stays at one. Duh. Bullshit. Who's surprised? Uh, Nobody. Um, I honestly like it should be Michigan one, Texas two, Georgia three. I think it should be. I think it should be Michigan one, Georgia two, Texas three. You would still put Georgia in front of Texas right now. I'm just. I'm giving it to them merit based. That's it. Okay. That's it. All right. Yeah. I don't know. This week's gonna show it because Texas has got a big matchup. Yeah. Georgia's got a big matchup. Yep. Michigan's got a pretty easy matchup. Agreed. Ohio State's got a big matchup coming off of bye week. I was talking. I was talking to uh, James about this. Yeah, Talia could come in and okay. upset him. We're gonna talk about that game. Let's talk about the AP poll for now. Nobody moves in the top seven: Georgia, Michigan, Texas, Ohio State. Right outside the top four: Florida State, Penn State, Washington. I agree with those teams being the ones in the top seven. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it at that. Oregon but, hey, moves up one spot to number eight. USC drops a spot to number nine after the close win over Colorado. But everybody in the top remains undefeated. Then top 10 closes out with Notre Dame. Interesting. I don't know about that call. Yeah, that's that's weird. It's weird to see a, a Notre Dame team that, yes, their one loss is to Ohio State, which is one of the best, and um, Alabama, their one loss is to... Um, one of the best as well. So I, I get them being up here, but I would put Oklahoma yeah, ahead of them. I would too at the moment. Dylan Dylan Gabriel's just looked so good. Yeah. I, I, I'm Oklahoma. gonna give it to Notre Dame and Alabama just for kind of losing in close games to good teams. I'll, I'll give them that. And for me, like Wazoo is maybe better. I don't know. Uh but they had the off week, so We'll see. But yeah, Notre Dame moves up one to 10. Alabama moves up one to 11. Oklahoma moves up two to 12. Washington State moves up three to 13. Uh, North Carolina moves up one at four and oh, even though they had a bye week, which is crazy. Um, which then again, I guess Washington State had that big win, but or last week, but didn't really move up. And then they move up this week. It's weird. Yeah, but you got to think everybody's shifting up because Utah lost. Yeah. Yeah, so even LSU. if they had a if they had a buy, they're still shifting up. Yeah. And then Oregon State um gets Don't the big upset. They move up four spots to fifteen. Uh Ole Miss with the upset as well. They move up four spots to sixteen. Miami remains undefeated. They move up a spot to seventeen. Utah with that loss drops eight spots to eighteen. Ooh. Duke with their loss drops two spots to nineteen. Kentucky finally is ranked. Starting out at twenty, I think. I think what's going to kill them is that they play Georgia this week. If they lose to Georgia and they continue to fucking put teams like Duke ahead of them, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Like if they play yeah. a close game with Georgia, they should not go down. Here's the thing: if they beat Georgia, how far do they jump up? Oh, six and zero with a win over number one. Shit, they're you top get, ten. Get, yeah, I was about to say you got to jump Notre Dame a hundred percent. Yeah. And Bama. Yeah. And, and do they get put ahead of Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. 
Where yeah. does Georgia where does Georgia drop to if they I lose think they this drop, game? I I think they just join Notre Dame and Alabama. I don't know. I'm excited about uh, we'll talk about that. I uh, I want to talk about this yeah. game so bad. Okay. Well uh, let's let's finish the A people. Missouri moves up two spots to twenty one. Let's go. They remain undefeated as well. Tennessee drops down one spot down to uh twenty two at four and one. LSU drops another ten when they really should have been unranked. Yeah, they should not be ranked right now. No, they're fucking three and two. Why are they ranked? Yeah. Like makes come on. no sense. While Missouri just got in at twenty one. How how the fuck is Maryland unranked? Maryland is unranked and undefeated in the Big Ten, but LSU has two losses and they're fucking <laughs> I don't know, man. What the it's, fuck? It's like it's ugly. Yeah. Cause like you could also put Clemson ahead of LSU. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well. Okay. Right now, tell me who has LSU beaten that should keep them in the top twenty-five? Because they didn't beat Florida State and they didn't beat Ole Miss. No. They. They. I think they what beat Mississippi State as their best win. Probably. Yeah. And they're ass. Right, Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Okay. And then Let's while see. while he's doing that to round out the top twenty-five, Fresno State remains undefeated. They face Wyoming next week. Good matchup. Sneaky. Uh, they're 24, and then Louisville remains undefeated, and they make it in at number 25. Uh, Maryland got 81 votes. Kansas State got 44. A&M got 31. Uh, UCLA with 19, and the rest is bullshit. Yeah, Maryland definitely deserves to be in. Yeah, 81 fucking votes, and they didn't get in. All right, so here, here's LSU so far. Opening loss to Florida State. Then they got a 72 to 10 win over Grambling. Nobody shit. gives a shit. They got a 41 to 14 win over Mississippi State. Mississippi State shit. Yeah. Then they got a 34 to 31 very close win against an unranked Arkansas. That's not good. No. KJ Jefferson has just not been that good this no, year. No, not at all. And then they lose to number 20 Ole Miss. So we'll see this week. Because they have Missouri this week, and Missouri's looked really good. Brady Allen's looked really good. Yeah. But, yeah. And then they got Auburn, Army, Alabama, Florida. They played Georgia State this year and Texas A&M. So, I don't know. LSU, bunch of freaking rubbish. <laughs> All right. Well, what's not rubbish is next week in college football. We've got a fantastic week ahead of us, and I think personally it's headlined by Oklahoma-Texas just because the two highest-ranked teams matching up, number 12 versus number 3. That matchup is going to be fantastic. I I think Texas takes it probably in in strong fashion, but you can't sleep on Dylan Gabriel and this Oklahoma team because right now, ESPN's matchup predictor has Oklahoma winning 25 or 20 or ugh, Jesus 54 and a half percent. Yeah. And this is played at a neutral site, right? It's played at correct. Uh, uh, is it the Cowboy stadium? Yeah. The cotton bowl. So I, um, it's in Dallas. So I'd assume, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm, I got Texas. I got Texas is going to come out on top. I do too. Gonna... It's hard to, like, how Brett, do you even root against this team? Brett Auburn's going to kick a game-winning field goal. Okay. You He's the next Jake Elliott. I'm manifesting that shit. Yeah. I, I just think 
the the offensive firepower that they have, both passing and running, is just gonna be too much for Oklahoma. Yeah, absolutely. Oklahoma doesn't run the ball. In case you haven't realized, their leading rusher has 199 yards this season. Who's it? Dylan Gabriel? No, uh, Major. <laughs> you know how Marcus funny it would have been if it was if it was Dylan Gabriel. It would be funny, but he doesn't run the ball much. But no, Grayson, let's talk about this next matchup. Please, please. Ohio State, Maryland. Well, let's talk about Kentucky, Georgia. Fuck! (laughs) I'm going to make you wait. Kentucky, Georgia is insanely good. Because we already saw that they couldn't couldn't stop the run against Auburn. Well, now do it with a running back who just ran for 280 yards and see how Georgia does. That's the thing. You just run the ball. You take their best defensive player out of the mix. Because, um, gee, I'm blanking on his name. Malachi Starks. Yeah, you take Malachi Starks out as a factor if you don't throw the ball. And now you just let him run free. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Kentucky will win by 14. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. You want to believe it. You want to believe it. I, I kind of do. But the thing is, is Georgia's offense is a little bit better than Florida's. Yeah, Brock Bowers is just... Yeah. He's not human. He's literally the next Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he is. Like, come so on So what now. pop yeah. star is he going to date? Who's next uh, in, Who's next up? Who's the next Taylor Swift? Olivia Rodrigo. Sabrina Carpenter? Ah, uh, she's kind of gone down a dark path. Has she, though? Yeah, no. It, yeah, yeah, trust me. I like her music. Yeah. I don't really want to talk about this. Tate McRae? Maybe. Okay, I don't know why we're having this conversation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what started this. ESPN's matchup predictor has 86.1% Georgia. I think that's, that's heinous. That's, yeah, that's ridiculous, man. Yeah. I get it because, like, they don't, like, Kentucky I, doesn't pass the ball, but. I would give it, like, a 60 40. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. I'm, I'll tell you what, Georgia's not covering 14 points. Mm. That's not fucking happening. Nope. But my thing is, like, can, does Kentucky have enough on the defense to stop Brock Bowers? I don't know, because if you double cover him, then you leave Ladd exposed exactly. on the one-on-one. Look, and Mike then... Bobo, I, I, I'm going to give him the, I'm going to give him a compliment. His play calling last week is what he needs to do every week. They just need to work on execution in their side of, or in the other team's side of the field. Yeah, start Brock Vandergriff. I, I don't know. Carson Beck didn't play bad. He only had like five incompletions last week. But man, it's just ugly. I don't know. I I do think Brock's better, but for now, keep Carson Beck in. He hasn't he hasn't made that many mistakes. True. Um well, well, until he loses. Yeah. When he, yeah. after he loses this week to Kentucky, start Brock. Yeah, that's fine. Honestly, if they're losing, they'll probably bring him in. Yeah. All right, Colin, do it. Run free. Maryland, Ohio State. Let's go. McCord is going to have the worst game of his career. Maryland will walk into Ohio State, Columbus, Ohio, and it's going to drop a 35-point bomb on their head. Talia Tungaviola. Nasty. Nasty. And it's going to be a Maryland dub. You know what's up. Maryland dub, baby. I think there's an easier way to make an M, which is just this. No, but that looks horrible. 
That doesn't look better. That looks like two feet. (laughs) (laughs) No, but this is a matchup I'm really excited for. The only thing that will keep Ohio State in this is their defense. But Maryland's offense is just explosive. Yeah. Yeah, and neither team really likes to run the ball. So the running game is not going to be the factor. If Kyle McCord actually has a good game, they probably win. Will he have a good game? Probably not. He fucking sucks. He's not Can a game talk- changer. Yeah. Can we talk about the Big Ten separation for standings? Like, how are you going to have Penn State, Maryland, Michigan, and Ohio State all on the same side? They need to get rid of divisions in that fucking conference. Yeah, just make it a whole. Well, next year, and- the, the the East would have USC and, and uh, UCLA, but... You mean the West yeah, the or West. the East? No, the I was West. Because if if they went to the East, then you're just <laughs> yeah, that'd be fucked up. Um, but yeah, I think they're getting rid of the divisions next year. They need to because the fact that you have like you have three five and O teams and one four and O teams or team on the East, and then yeah, you don't have any undefeated teams on the West. Like, come on now. Yeah. So my biggest thing is. Does Maryland have enough up front to slow down this Ohio State defense? Because Ohio State's got some good-ass pass rushers. I think so, but I think Talia is very smart with the ball, too. Yeah. From what we've seen, he knows how to get rid of the ball quick. Unlike Daniel Jones, he knows how to snap, get rid of. He, he can feel pressure, and he can scramble. And, I mean, his IQ is just probably one of the best as a college quarterback right now. Okay, so I want to ask you... Just kind of your your thoughts here. So strength of schedule-wise, when you're looking at Maryland's teams they've played, they beat Towson, Charlotte, Virginia, who's one of the worst teams in the Power Five, Mississippi yeah. State, or not Mississippi State, sorry, Michigan State, who really fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And Indiana, who can't even win a fucking basketball game. Yeah, really, all of those games were dominant besides the Charlotte game. That's not Charlotte, good. Charlotte was 38-20, and uh, Talia still had a great game in the air. My problem is that Ohio State... It's just the defense. The Maryland defense is going to be the only thing that slows, like, is going to expose yeah, that offense. that's my thing. Is Ohio State's defense is just fantastic. They haven't given up more than 14 points yet this season. They've only... They, they kept their first two opponents under seven or seven or lower... Like yeah. their defense is for real, and I think that's that's the biggest part here. It is I know Maryland has a great offense, but is it good enough to best the defense that Ohio State has? Because look, Ohio State's gonna put up twenty eight, thirty five points probably. I think they put up like twenty one. I don't know. I, I think they're probably more. Maybe maybe more realistically, somewhere from twenty one to. To 31 with, you know, four um, goals and shit. It, it's going to be a weird game because it's a noon game. So you yeah. never know. Um, if it feels like a night game in Columbus. Yeah, Ohio State's yeah, true. stomping on them. But, I don't know, weird shit happens at noon games. Yeah. But I don't, it's just going to be exciting to watch. I mean, if, if Talia can come out and ball like his brother's been doing in the NFL, we're going to see an upset. Yeah, I, I agree. I th- I think Ohio State's definitely on a on a bit of a watch here this weekend. This is their test. This is their fraud, so, fraud test. 
So that's two of the top four teams that are on upset alert this week. Yeah, I'd say. The other two, nothing. Literally nothing in their way. Um, Actually, I'd say three. I think oh, yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, Texas and Oklahoma. So yeah. we could see a whole different top four. Come Bring through. them Knowles up to number one, baby. We're playing Virginia <laughs> Tech. Um, but what, what if y'all just come out and just shit the bed? For if we team? fucking lose to Virginia Tech. Uh, or it's a close game. I'm done. Vincent forgets how to run the ball. He did fucking last last week. So, well, the week before last. We didn't play last week. But yeah. uh, next game, though. Sorry about the next one. Number 23, LSU heads to number 21, Missouri. LSU is favored by six in Missouri as the lower-ranked team with two losses. I I just I think Missouri is going to win this game. I do Brady. too. I think. And that, I, I, look, Vegas. Vegas knows what we don't know. I get yeah. that. This line fucking sucks. Yeah. I also said his name wrong earlier. I said Brady Allen, but then I forgot that that was a uh, baseball player. Mm. Um, his name's Brady Cook. So gotcha. Brady Cook, I'm sorry I butchered your name, but this man's been cooking. Yeah. All right. Look, I just I need to see. A decent performance from Missouri's defense. That's yeah, all. They've been they, they've been giving up a lot of points. Yeah, and LSU is going to score fucking points. Jaden Daniels can move around the field. He can pass the ball. I'm just afraid that the Missouri offense won't be able to keep up with the LSU offense. Yeah, and Missouri's got tough games. Like the rest of their schedule is just tough. It is, and this is a team that doesn't have a history of of being clutch. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, so, they they might be in a, a tough situation with this one. But, never know. They could just catch... Hey, catch, plenty of people have caught lightning in a bottle before. Yeah, and they just absolutely waxed through this SEC East. West. Missouri's in the East, buddy. I thought you were talking about LSU, which is no, in the West. I'm talking about uh, Missouri. Gosh. Gotcha. Because they got... They, they got Kentucky, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, all back to back to back to back. Which fucking sucks. I'll, I'll yeah. give you that. Well, actually, they had Vanderbilt last week. <laughs> yeah. So all they all they have left is SEC opponents. Yeah, and Arkansas is you know in the West, but that's their final opponent of the year. But I will say it was impressive to see them beat Kansas State. Yeah, I it agree. was impressive. It was a great win. But yeah, look, they just they give up too much points. They haven't had a game where they they just really balled out on offense. That's what I'm missing here for that. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know. I, I I think now that we've talked through it a little bit, I understand Vegas's line of six points for LSU. It seems like their offense is just gonna overpower them, win by like a touchdown. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of get that. I'm rooting for Mizzou. I am too. I definitely am as well. Uh, next matchup, though, Notre Dame. Number 10, Notre Dame, trying to defend themselves, trying to keep this season alive against an undefeated number 25, Louisville. I They shouldn't have a problem with Louisville. They shouldn't. But, but it's Notre Dame, so you never yeah, know. Yeah, they've been playing some close ones. I'll just say that. Um, Jack, Jack Plumner. Yeah. Plumber, whatever. Plumber. Uh. But look, Louisville's just not good. Yeah, they won they're by oh, they're five. five and zero. Oh, but yeah, they they 
They beat Georgia Tech by five, who lost to fucking Bowling Green this week. Um, They wiped the floor with Murray State. They barely beat an Indiana team that we've already talked about fucking sucks. Um, They had a huge win over Boston College, so I'll give them all the credit in the world for that one. And then a a three-point win over NC State, whose offense is boring as fuck. Yeah. I just, I think Notre Dame handles him. Audric Estime probably goes into takeover mode. That's what you need, so because you need you need Florida State to take that that number one spot in the division right now because Louisville's got it. Yeah, because Clemson knocked off Syracuse for us last week. Yeah. Oh damn, Syracuse was four zero. Yeah, they were. Not anymore. And then one of them either. And they play North Carolina, so they might knock off North Carolina as well this week. How does the rest of Florida State's season look? I got Duke. It's really just Duke in Florida. Miami. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Miami. So, yeah, Duke, Miami. And then I don't even know if Florida's really a matchup. But it's just a rivalry. It's always yeah. going to be a matchup. Let's be honest. Our next, our next big game is the ACC championship game. <laughs> And it's probably going to be against Clemson. You think so? Yeah. It's either going to be Clemson or North Carolina or Duke. I I think it's going to be Duke. I don't know, just because we play them. So that'll be their second loss if we win. Yeah, but Clemson has two losses. Yeah, but we don't play North Carolina. North Carolina hasn't lost yet. So I think it's going to be Clemson or North Carolina. How's North Carolina scheduled? Oh yeah, they're they're North Carolina will be in the ACC championship, hundred yeah. percent. Unless, unless Duke can beat them, yeah. Unless, unless Duke or Syracuse has a good one against them, or Clemson. Clemson plays yeah, them that's too. Right, that's right. And Miami plays them as well. So okay, it's not that know. easy then. We'll see. It looked because they also play like they play Georgia Tech, yeah, uh, NC State, Campbell. Okay, don't like, don't say Campbell like that game matters. <laughs> Virginia definitely doesn't matter. Okay, let's talk. Uh, any other games you want to point out? I have one other one that I want to talk about. Oh yeah, Oregon Washington. Oh wait, did I just totally forget that that game's happening? Is that is that the week after or is that? I, I don't think that's this week. No, yeah, it's, it's not. not that's, no, that's it's the, that's it's the week seventh. Yep. They both have buys. Yeah. Oh, that one's on me, but that's the next matchup next week. I'm looking for that. Okay, yeah. Two weeks from now, two weeks watch from now. that game. The two <laughs> best teams in the Pac-12, in my opinion, um, and in the AP poll. <laughs> but I want to talk about Fresno State-Wyoming. This game's going to be fucking good. The Mountain West has been very good to watch this year. Fresno sorry, State's you... fucking ranked number 24. Yeah, yeah but you said Fresno State-Wyoming? Yeah. Dude, fucking Fox shifted TCU-Iowa State to FS2 so that they can show Fresno State-Wyoming on prime time on Fox next week. Actually. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> it's absurd, but look, it's two good teams, man. 8 p.m. on Fox, Fresno State-Wyoming. That's, that's crazy. It kind of is, yeah. Honestly, yo, keep an eye out because Vanderbilt might upset Florida. Yeah. 
I agree. That could be upset. I mean, Alabama's going to walk through Texas A&M. Florida State's going to walk through Virginia Tech. Don't side-eye me on that. <laughs> Don't side-eye me on that. Hey, man, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see how our running back's feeling that day. Yeah. We'll see if Jace McClellan wants to play football or not. No, I'm talking about Jalen Milrow. Oh, well, yeah. We'll, we'll, so. see, we'll, we'll see if our, uh, our quarterback wants to throw or run. Yeah. We'll see. That's fair. But really, that's really it for the games yeah. I can see. I agree. Not, I mean, Colorado should handle Arizona State. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And USC but, should handle Arizona. You should, but Washington struggled with Arizona last week. True. Michael Penix didn't throw a touchdown for the first game this season. Yeah, but he still is, he's he's fine. He still threw for 425 yards. Yeah. But they ran it in every time. Yeah. Oh, Rutgers, Wisconsin. I like that game. They both kind of suck, but it, it's going to be nice to see them fight. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Ole Miss should. Yeah, Ole Miss should beat the fuck out of them. Let's go. Give me, give me Troy, Arkansas State. <laughs> That's going to be a great game. It's at yeah. Troy. Veterans Memorial Who's Stadium. Georgia Southern play this week because they've been fucking phenomenal. It's a it's a great question. I think they're awesome. Let's, let's find sucks. out. I tried I tried to shout them out. I'm sorry, but I think they have an off week. <laughs> Their quarterback has like the most passing yards in college football or something, or most or pass attempts. Up. Yeah, their next game is ten fourteen against James Madison. Yeah, that, but yeah, Georgia Southern's fucking good this year. Yeah, they just beat Coastal. Yeah. But they they already lost to Wisconsin. I know. Well, that sucks. But, but no, very... David Davis Bryn is thrown for sixteen hundred yards. Yeah. Already. Yeah, he looks great. So, uh, Colin, how about we fire off some takes? Takes. Takes, baby. Stake that claim, boy. All right. Let's let's listen to this. All right, uh, uh-huh. dude. I just had it on the top of my head. Oh, yeah. You need me to go? Okay. No, I got it. So, first one. Maryland is going to walk in to Columbus, Ohio and upset by 14. Okay. Talia is going to throw. Sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't know what you You got to back it up a little bit. You can't just say something back up like it's over. Yeah, no, no. I think, <laughs> I think, I think, the, I think the Maryland offense is just going to come out of the gate explosive. Yeah. The Ohio State defense is good, but I don't know. I think Talia's just got that. that He's got two wide receivers that are just hands down speedy Gonzalez on the sidelines that he can hit for them 40, 50-yard go routes. Yeah. And as long as Talia can get the ball out quickly, it's really Ohio State's D-line that's good. Fair. Their secondaries are eh. So... With this pass-first offense, I think they'll be okay. Okay. So you think Maryland goes in to Columbus and upsets Ohio State at the horseshoe? Yep. All right. Cool. Talk about a hot take. It's hot. So let's hear mine. Yeah, let's hear it. Michael Penix is your Heisman winner. Let's – okay. He has – 1,999 passing yards through five games. That's the most in college football. He has a completion percentage of 74.7%. Did you hear that? He has thrown for 2,000 passing yards, essentially, at a completion percentage of 75%. 
His yards per attempt, 11.2. He's got 16 touchdowns, and he didn't even throw one last week. That's second in college football. Two interceptions, and his team might be the best in the Pac-12. Yeah, we'll see We'll see. Uh, two weeks from now. Yeah, it's between them and Oregon because I don't trust USC's defense. I They've think, also I got think... three guys on that team that going into Saturday were averaging 100 yards per game receiving. What? Yeah, they had three wide receivers it's, averaging uh, 100 Rome... yards. Yeah, Roma Dunze. Um, oh, fuck, I'm blanking on the other guys' names. Let me Let me pull it up real quick. Um. Yeah, you have uh, Jalen Polk and oh, I'm forgetting the other dude's name. Pretty sure. Okay. And I will say they updated it now. So they now have Michael Penix as the fifth best quarterback to, okay, go, to, go, in, to go into the draft this year. Good. One's Caleb Williams. Yep. Makes sense. Two is two is Drake May. Okay. Three. Quinn Ewers. Yeah, I was about to get. Wait, hold on. Is four Jordan Travis? No. Really? Who the fuck Bo, is four? Oh, Nick. No shot, dude. He's like forty. Yeah, Bo Nick. Bro, he played against Justin Herbert in college. <laughs> and then, and then, uh. So Penix is five. Who's after that? Uh, let me. Next after that, it is Shadur. <laughs> okay, whatever. And then, yeah, Jordan Travis is is sitting like uh, is sitting like eight right now. How? I don't know, man. It makes no sense. Yeah, that's they probably have fucking or... JJ McCarthy there. They do have JJ above His Jordan Travis. Bum ass. <laughs> JJ McCarthy uh, is fucking dog shit. Yeah. He'd be lucky to go in the first four rounds. True. All right. That's horrible. That's it. That's second and <laughs> short on October 4th. I hope you're enjoying your Wednesday or Thursday or whatever day you decide to listen to this on. Hopefully um, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Actually, no, not hopefully. It is Wednesday right now. Yeah. You. It's Wednesday, right? You listen to these episodes on time. I'm sure it's, it's uh, well, we're two and a half hours in. I'm sure it's 4.30 in the morning right now when you're listening because these episodes come out at 2 a.m. on all the podcast platforms. But if you're watching it on YouTube and you see that I'm staring you in the eyes, then it's probably 8.30 because these episodes come out at 6 o'clock on YouTube. So, however you're consuming it, interact with it. Comment on YouTube. Like, subscribe, put on notifications. Fucking do whatever you'd like. And then right. go over to the podcast platform, five stars, all five of them, one, two, three, four, and five. You can see Colin pointing it out on his fingers on the YouTube. So if you're on the podcast platform, go to YouTube. Do what I told the YouTube people to do. If you're on the YouTube, go to the podcast platform, listen, 
uh, follow, rate five stars, and then go to all of our social media accounts. Follow there. Start interacting. Send me some DMs of your hottest takes anywhere, any app. Give me some hot takes, and we'll review them. Fuck it. I don't care. Like, I want to get the people a part of this show. I do. Should, I, should Grayson cut his hair? Fuck no. That's the yes. answer to that one. But, um, yeah, look, I want I want people's input. I want this to be a community thing. So start shooting us some hot takes. Do whatever. Go to the second short subreddit and actually get that thing some life. Good also, God it qu- needs it. <laughs> quick update. Rangers are up 4 nothing. They the are. Sixth. I'm looking real stupid right now. Yeah. You know uh, who's not, though? This guy. Cool. And as we're talking right now, Toronto, Minnesota has started. Bottom of the first, 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, all right, guys. I, I think that, that does is- it for us now. Um, I'll catch you guys Friday. Colin will be back next week. Peace. Peace.